Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 you know what I'm saying like it could have been like easier and a lot of people have asked me like how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple and what else was it gonna like that's what the song wanted thanks for listening to this episode of the crew call podcast on deadline there's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. A plot change in the NFL bookum, but no, no ill effects. No ill effects for us. Welcome in the beginning of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. And we are back at it. The calm before the storm. The two greatest days to enjoy college basketball are upon us. Now, if you're listening to this live, we still have some time to go in before before the games begin. If you're a podcast listener, the games are going on right now. Uh, so rather than dissect the matches, we will have some of that later because that is amazingly entertaining sports talk radio. You crave that kind of sport. No? All right. So that's the Ben Maller Show, and so in theory – I'm told that I'm supposed to find things that interest me, and then I have to hope that you 
like hearing about the crap that I like. You see how that works? So the thing that got my attention, what's the thing that got my attention? The thing that I most wanted to talk about. The thing that I got the most reaction about that I I did nothing to do with. I had nothing to do with this. I was just minding my own business, and I was getting attacked on social media by the trolls. They were getting me. And it involves Darrell Revis. Now, we'll get to the NFL book him in a moment, but a judge in Pittsburgh dismissed all charges that were filed against Darrell Revis. Now, you remember last month, it was great Zabruder film style here on Fox Sports Radio. We went frame by frame. We analyzed. We pulled out our microscope. Uh, we investigated everything. It was stunning how, uh, how amazing uh, that whole incident was and how great it was for the radio show. So the former Jets defensive back, he got let go, is off the hook. A stunning turn of events. And uh, you think at least there's got to be some charges there, but this is what I want to get into. And Revis, if you forget the charges, it's, a, it's an important part of the story. Darrell Revis was facing charges of aggravated assault, robbery, conspiracy, and my personal favorite, making terroristic threats. And this all resulted because of that South Pittsburgh street fight gone bad in the middle of the night. And then a magician came in and said, abracadabra, hocus pocus, and it all vanished. It it just disappeared. Where it went, I don't know. Now, you likely saw the headline, but do you know, as my friend Paul Harvey, the late Paul Harvey would say, the rest of the story, because the rest of the story is the most important part of the story in this particular case. And what is the rest of the story? I will tell you the rest of the story. Revis took a page out of Chris Carter's playbook. He got a fall guy. He got a fall guy, and it worked out for him brilliantly. Now, I wasn't there. You weren't there. So we only know what we're being told. We're being fed this information. So Revis, he got the scapegoat to make the situation go away. And it turned out this guy who was a childhood friend, we are told, testified, very surprisingly testified that, yeah, you know, Revis didn't knock this guy out or that guy out. I knocked him out. I knocked two guys out. And here's how I did it. Right in the middle of the night in Pittsburgh. Rashawn Bolton is the guy's name and should be a professional boxer. Who? I don't know. He's a friend of Revis. Rashawn Bolton. Never heard of him. I don't know any Rashawn Boltons. But Rashawn Bolton, he he wasn't charged either. He wasn't charged initially. Uh, He's still, there's no charges against him in this case. And he's the one, his testimony in that courtroom in Pittsburgh was the difference. He said, listen, judge. I knocked those two weasels out. I'm the guy that did it. One punch each. You're gone. And this was all because of Revis's phone. That he Revis had called the guy. And, and the version of the story this guy Bolton, Revis's friend, said was that, hey, listen, Revis called me up. He said, listen, I, I was with you at the bar. I, Revis, I guess, went to see a lady friend. What do you think went on there? You know what? Go see a lady friend at 3 in the morning. What do you think's going on? Anyway, good for him. Uh, so he's walking around, and uh, voila, he, uh, he, these guys confront him. He thinks he's getting jumped. That's the story they're telling. The judge bought it, and so Revis calls his friend says, you got to help me, man. I'm getting jumped. Now, if you're getting jumped in the middle of the night, do you call your friend or do you call the police? What's your move there? What's your? Well, he called his buddy. 
That was his move. He said, I, w- I want to call my friend. And his friend came over and testified that he saw one guy. This is, what the, this is where it gets even better. The friend of Rivas claims that when he showed up to the scene of the crime, he walked a, a few blocks, he actually ran like Usain Bolt a few blocks, middle of the night, South Pittsburgh. Uh, Rivas is in distress, man down. Uh, and the guy testified that he saw one of the guys with arms around Rivas's waist, like trying to make a tackle, and the other was hanging on Rivas's neck. So just imagine that picture. You got one guy around Rivas's waist, the other guy around his neck. Then, like Superman, the guy comes over, the Rivas friend, and pulls both of them off. And not only does he pull both of them off with his superpowers, he then punches both of them in self-defense, treats them like punching bags. They both suffered concussions. One of these guys suffered a fractured eye socket. The other, a jaw contusion. It's out of a Hollywood movie. That's, that's old-school Hollywood Rambo action is what that is. That's insane. So now Revis uh, could end up filing a lawsuit over the charges, but I'm assuming he won't. Because, you know, those millennial guys, the 21-year-old, the 22-year-old, I'm sure they're rolling in cash uh, unless they're not. Now, meanwhile, Revis made a pitch while leaving the courtroom. Uh, He made a pitch to his hometown team. Played at Pitt, Revis, went to high school in Pittsburgh. He's from the area. He gets into fights in Pittsburgh, gets jumped in Pittsburgh. And uh, Revis... Yapping about the potential of a marriage with the Pittsburgh Steelers. That would be great, man. I, as a child, I watched the Steelers, uh, you know, play and um, went to a few games as a young child. And uh, I mean, I played there in high school and college, so to play there professionally, that'd be awesome too. So um, we'll see, man. We'll, we'll hopefully we'll have a, a conversation, uh, you know, with the Steelers and, and see if we can come up and do some good. And when you do training. Uh, there's a lot of ambient noise in the background there, but the the, the question is this: uh, If you're the Steelers, do you need help in the secondary that bad that you would consider a reclamation project in Darrell Revis? Uh, I I'm going to answer the question: Should how should the Steelers Steelers feel about this? I, I would use the word uninterested if I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I'll tell you why. To begin with, Revis he went through the motions last year. He he was like an NBA player tanking. Uh, he was there, but he wasn't there. The skills have eroded, or the amount of effort he wants to play in the football is not there. Either way, it's not good. Revis Island, a deserted beach from a football-playing standpoint. The fact that Revis definitely wants to continue his playing career is wonderful. It's great for Revis, right? He wants to play somewhere else. But that does not mean a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers, just because Revis says, hey, I'm interested that they should bring him in. Revis is going to be 32 years old this summer, and he is a defensive back. Now, he says he is willing to switch positions. He's willing to no longer be just a cornerback. He was, he's willing to play safety. Although, if you listen to Revis's words here, it sounds like he's not all that excited about the possibility of becoming a safety. Uh, we'll see. That's a conversation. It's, okay. it's only a conversation, and, and um, hopefully it's a, it's a great one, and hopefully um, – the conversation turns into, uh, you know, me me being a part of the team, if that's the case. We'll see. That's not, yes, it's a risky proposition. 
Now, I'm an advisor to all these teams, as you know, being a sports talk radio host. I'm a consultant for these NFL teams. One of the keys to being successful is one of the tenets of our little radio show here, and it's certainly important for all coaches. And as a consultant for the NFL, I advise all coaches this. Do not let a falling star fall on you. Revis's career is at best in limbo, at best in limbo, because he's got a lot of mileage and the skills are declining. And there's also the NFL who's snooping around. I was reading earlier that, that Revis's situation, quote, remains under review, uh, which, what does that mean? Is he in trouble because he went out like a 3 a.m. booty call and some guys confronted him on the street? I mean, I, I would think that the judge bought it. If the judge bought it, you tell me that Roger Goodell's not going to buy it? But that's a different conversation. Now, in addition, with, with Revis saying openly that he would like to play for the Steelers, and I don't believe that's going to happen, someone will attempt to salvage the career of Darrell Revis. And, and already the usual suspects are being mentioned. Teams like the Patriots will go back to the Patriots, the Cowboys. Uh, I would be stunned. I know it's business. What Revis did the last couple of years, last year and a half, I guess, is the timeline on this since he left the Patriots. Uh, I know he's danced with Belichick before. doesn't seem like there's going to be a, a match here because Revis uh, essentially said, hey, uh, he was asked about whether Tom Brady's a cheater or not, and he said uh, he didn't know if Tom Brady was a cheater. You think that'll fly? Uh, Revis also said that he, uh, he, he said Tom Brady and Bill Belichick he did them a favor by going to the Patriots, not the other way around. And he got so much blowback. That was on Instagram. He got so much blowback from that comment on Instagram that he didn't even show up to pick up his Super Bowl ring when he left the Patriots to go to the Jets. He sent his mommy to go pick up his Super Bowl ring. And then, you remember this story? The Patriots, you remember what they did when the mom showed up? The Patriots wouldn't let the mom into the party. <laughs> so... Good luck. I could see the Cowboys bringing Revis in. That's a Jerry Jones move. Jones is a legendary star effort, and Revis is a star. And we know Jerry Jones is obsessed and needs to get approval and interaction with big stars in the NFL. So I could see that scenario working out. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We'll bring in Edmund Dallas Garcia. Now, we need to address the NFL bookum. Our off-season fantasy football player. Well, ben, real quick, before we get yes. into that, uh, uh, we do have some breaking news from the NFL. Breaking so, news! So rarely got, happens. We've got breaking yeah, news! It hardly ever happens, so forgive me for wanting yes. to get it out there. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings have signed running back Latavius Murray. Big news! Latavius Murray's going to the Vikings. How does he look in purple, Eddie? Uh, he looks spectacular yeah. in purple. All right, Danny G would disagree. He liked him better in silver and black, but uh, he looks yeah. good in purple. Well, my knee-jerk reaction is I think that's a upgrade. I'll use the word upgrade from Adrian Peterson. I think he's younger and has uh, more gas left in the old tank. So and, I think that's a good move. Doesn't beat up his kids as far as we know. We have no knowledge of any kind of child abuse. Yeah. I would also like to add movie. as a Steeler fan, yeah. the idea of uh, Darrell Revis in the Steelers secondary Learning how to play safety is for the Steelers? not an awesome thought for me. What I if know. he what I if know he, he said it would be awesome. Yeah. I disagree. Not awesome. What if so. he grew his hair out like Troy Polamalu so you thought it was Troy Polamalu out there? Would you enjoy that? Uh, I would know it no. was not him. And okay. So, what if they brought yes. Polamalu back? Would you like that? Uh, I love Troy, but uh, you know he's retired for a yeah. reason. So uh, on with the uh, NFL book. I'm sorry to interrupt. All right, you there. Uh, big news there, Latavius Murray now 
headed to the Minnesota Vikings. I'm well, sure somewhere Hollering James is excited about that. Maybe. That closes the door to Peterson coming back. And remember, our former caller, Hollering James, invested a lot at the discount store on Adrian Peterson merchandise. So Yeah, that did not uh that yeah. did not turn out well for him. I haven't heard from him in a while. I'm, I'm a little concerned. The last time he called, it did not go well. It was a rather awkward conversation. Yeah, we were happy to hear from him, but it, it was... Uh... We were happy when we, we heard the idea of talking to him. <laughs> then, he, then he talked, and then yeah. it was like, oh. And it, was, it was a little strange, yeah. but uh, we have not talked to him in, in a couple months. But, so the NFL book him. Now, the offseason, if you're new to our show, the offseason fantasy football palooza. Uh, we think we're the only ones doing this. We pick... Teams, all of us picked the, what, eight teams each. I think that's what we got, all eight teams, uh, 32 teams. We divide it by four. And then whoever ends up with the most players that get arrested end up, they win. I mean, there's a point system. It's a whole big complicated, uh, complicated to do thing. So some trolls, Eddie, were trying to get me all worked up by saying, well, Revis, now that the charges have been dropped, that means I don't get the points, which is not true. That's a lie. That is incorrect. It's, and I want to be very clear. The reality of this, and you might not like it, it's called the NFL Bookum not the NFL convict him, as I said earlier. And so Revis, he was investigated, uh, and he w- if he had not been charged, then it would be different. But I got screwed last year. Remember Shady McCoy? I picked Buffalo last year, and, and Shady McCoy was with the, the Bills, and he ended up getting into a fight in a nightclub in Philadelphia with some off-duty police officers. They never actually arrested him. So I got screwed on that. Um, so anyway, this this does count. Uh, he was not only arrested, he was booked, he was charged, Revis. He got then let go by the Jets. And so nowhere, Eddie, in the bylaws, the rules, the regulations of the NFL book them, does it say that you have to be convicted. It does not say that. Now, if you want to change the game, we can change the game later. But right now, I'm sitting pretty. I get all the points. Revis is gone. We're good. That's fine. Well, I'm Let the him. only I'm the only one who's not sitting pretty. I, I still am, am waiting for one of my uh, one of my guys. You to, haven't had uh, an arrest yet. No, I don't think I have. I don't well, think I have. What's who was your number one team that you you picked? I forgot. You forgot? I've got it written down somewhere. But everyone else You're is not that everyone else is on the board. But well, that why do you think no one's doing anything for me? Well, you've got to. Bengals with his first pick. Bengals, come on. Oh, they'll be an arrest. The Bengals are good for one arrest. They should have had one already. I've got your list. You've got the Bengals, the Patriots. That's not looking so good. Uh, You've got the Steelers. So Revis signs with Pittsburgh and gets arrested again Uh, before the offseason's over. You get credit for that. I don't want that. But you'd get credit for that. I understand I would get credit for that. I don't want that. You've got the Raiders. Well, yeah, didn't Alden uh, Alden got Yeah, but he didn't get charged. Really? Yeah. They just were uh, was just okay. talking to yeah. him, yeah. Just had a friendly conversation. It's ridiculous. They you, need to charge him. You've got the Eagles. Got to be somebody on the Eagles that can get into trouble. Yeah, you're not. What, what is the standings, though, Coop? Because you guys have all, like I said, I know I'm in the back seat. You guys are all in the well, front Well, as seat. of right now, Ben is in the lead with nine points, but uh, that is going to be short-lived. That's not going to be short-lived. It is. It it's is. Not gonna be, it's it's, it's not. already set in stone. I've got at least one Seahawk arrest coming. Oh, no, no. Trust I've me. I've got a Jacksonville you, arrest coming. already fallen behind. Because no, currently I sit there with in second place with six points, but I know the Colts are going to release David Perry. That guy. No, they should not release him. They should sign him to a new contract. He's a great player. <laughs> I don't even know who he is, but he's a wonderful player, and the Colts should keep him. Ursay should absolutely keep him. There was, there was video that surfaced earlier in the week where he said that he was going to go after the cops that arrested him. 
It's yeah. a good idea. What's wrong with that? Yeah. You know, who doesn't do that? Come that on. guy is done. Yeah. He's done. Can the Vikings Listen help the me out? Excitement in Coop's voice. Yeah. He really wants. I've got another five points coming my way. It's no, gonna yeah, be. Yeah. It's gonna be eleven. Listen, eleven I, points. I for have me, nine for Ben. The Dolphins. You know what it's gonna be like on South Beach when those Dolphin players hanging out in the offseason in Miami go out and the, the kind of debauchery that is going to go on in South Florida. All right, uh, let's, uh, Paul, oh, my God, look at the time. All right, eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. <laughs> time flies when you're having fun. I keep huh? telling management, these commercials are just getting in the way of my Wait, You uh, don't want to read the rest of our Bookham lineups? No, I do not. Uh, all right, we we will get to the Wall Street-level bonus. Wall. We don't even have time to give out the number, so if you know the number, call. Wall Street-level bonus. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. The Ben Maller Show is 79% more enjoyable when you join us on Twitter. It's the backdoor way to be heard on the radio. You can message the Maller posse by following Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can follow me, Eddie Garcia. I'm at Eddie on Fox. Shout out Westbrook. There we go. Yeah. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. I like these nights when it's invitation only because the callers are getting on my nerves lately. So I like when we can just say, if you know the number, call up. And we will do this until our boss catches on, and then we'll stop doing it. When our boss yells at us, Eddie, we'll stop doing it. But until then, occasionally from time to time, I'll just say if you can figure out the number. Because if you can't figure out the number, like if you, I give it out. As I say, when I go to sleep, I just repeat the number. It's like a mantra. Blah, blah, blah. Eight, you know, I almost gave it out there. I almost gave it out. That was a mistake. So I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I give it out a lot. And plus, there's this thing called the interweb. It's pretty much everywhere. Uh, but Wall Street-level bonuses. It's my one of my favorite times of the NFL calendar. They hand out performance-based salary bonuses. They gave them out on Wednesday. And, uh, for example, Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, who was not supposed to play in Dallas. He was going to be drafted and groomed for two years or three years down the line, and maybe he would make it, maybe he wouldn't make it, and then – the great Tony Romo, the greatest regular season quarterback of all time, got hurt. We know what happened. Dak Prescott somehow put together a consistent season in Dallas. He wasn't the greatest quarterback in the NFL, but was much better than expected. The blessing of low expectations. So, the NFL, with this Fugazi uh, performance-based pay bonus thing, they gave Dak Prescott a big, fat check. In fact... He got the second highest bonus in the NFL, $353,000. The NFL cut a check out of some extra cash that they had laying around. Now, that's not the interesting part of the story, right? Because Dak Prescott played 67% of the Cowboys games, and so they gave him a check for $350,000, which is a wonderful bonus to get. Uh, Tony Romo, my man Tony, who attempted four passes, He completed three of them. He had a touchdown pass, played one series in the regular season against the Philadelphia Eagles. The NFL cut a check for $64.11 to to Tony Romo. (laughs) Uh, And uh, some guy named Brian Poole of the Atlanta Falcons got the most. Who? I don't know. He apparently plays for the Falcons. They were in the Super Bowl. I've never heard of him, though. Brian Poole of the Falcons, he got $371,000. Was not drafted out of the SEC at Florida with the Gators in Gainesville and had 59 tackles for the Falcons, and no one even knows his name, but he got a check for 
thousand smackaroos, uh, which is pretty good. So very similar to the structure we have at the end of the year. I don't know if we're allowed to talk about this on the radio or not, but at the end of the year at Fox Sports Radio, they have a big pot of money, and then they just start passing it out to the different talk show hosts who did really well. And so uh, Eddie got a big check last year. I think Eddie had the biggest check in 2016 for performance-based pay bonus uh, at Fox Sports Radio. But yeah. it, it is Then nice. I woke up. No, it's nice, Eddie. You know. Did you get more than Tony Romo or less than Tony Romo? Um, less than Tony. You got less than $64.11? Yes. All right. Uh, It's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Now, I would like to address our friend Funhouse, who stays up. He's in his Mike Francesa pajamas right now, and he's cuddling up with his WFAN Teddy, and he listens to the show. And and I'm a big fan of Funhouse. I think he's great. But he found some audio from Francesa's show in New York. Did you see this, Eddie? Did you hear about the the Francesa clip that's been making? No, no, I haven't. So Mike Frances is the godfather of New York sports radio. I don't think I need to explain who he is if you listen to sports radio. Even if you've never lived in New York or even visited New York, you know who Frances is, right? He's done national stuff, too. So, and he worked here. He did a show. I think he did, like, three shows here. Remember, remember Eddie, when they signed – were you here when they signed uh, Francesa and uh, Chris Russo to do weekend Negative. shows? And it la- they lasted – I think each lasted combined four times total – uh, and it was other. It's a good f- run. Yeah, fill-in host filled in for them because they're like, we make a lot of money on this Mike and the Mad Dog show, so why would we work weekend shows? But it was a big disaster. Anyway, uh, so Francesa, this is his last year. He's retiring at the end of the year, and he he tried to talk about college basketball and knew nothing about college basketball. Like it it, it, it seemed, and I, the clips a couple minutes long, but it appeared he had not watched a single game this is one of my nightmares like I why I spent the last couple weeks watching college basketball to avoid situations like this to avoid situations like this but uh it was just outstanding because he 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 was stumbling all over the place he was asked about Maryland and he paused and hemmed and hawed he he's so at this point so far gone he can't even fake his way through it I mean it was it was unreal and, but Funhouse wants us to play the audio. Uh, I don't know. I don't think we need it. Do we need to play the audio, Eddie? I don't think we need to play the audio. Do we? I vote yes. You vote yes. Danny G, do you want to hear this audio? Would this interest you at all? I think it would be cool, not all three minutes of it, though. You don't want to play the, the whole two minutes and 48 seconds of it? All right. Uh, Coop, you want to vote on this? Uh, yay, nay? Uh, what do you think? Well, just to be the contrarian, I'm going to say nay. Well, there's the problem. <laughs> See, I say no. You say no. Danny well, says then, yes. Then the majority is spoken. I'll, I'll go find it online then. Okay, you can go. Well, no, it's not a majority. Danny said yes. You said yes. It's two against two. It's a tie. So we yeah, but a- Ben, you count as two votes. Your right. Don't tell him that. Don't tell him that. correct. No, no, he's right. Don't tell him that. I'm on the marquee. <laughs> that is right. Right outside the building next to George Norrie's name. Right there. Absolutely correct. All right, it is the Ben Mather Show on Fox. We'll... Keep the train running. There's some new information out. The big signing in the NFL, Latavius Murray is headed to the Vikings, and let's just say he's not cashing in. He did not win, win the lottery. We will get to that in 60 seconds. No long commercial break. But first, let's find out what's trending. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico. Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Visit geico.com and get a free rate quote. 
And now here's Ben Maller. Minnesota Vikings offensively challenged. They could not run the football at all. Everyone blamed the offensive line for all of the Viking problems. Blame the fat guy. It's happened my entire life. Blame the fat guy when things don't go well. So they blame the offensive line. The Vikings, though, clearly thought that Adrian Peterson was part of the problem because Adrian Peterson, it would appear, is not coming back to Minnesota. But Latavius Murray is going to fill the void at running back, agreeing to a deal within the last hour. It's been reported here. I'm guessing it happened a long time ago. But Latavius Murray signing in Minnesota. And so that makes it all but official that Adrian Peterson is not coming back through those doors. But there is new information. If you think Latavius Murray cashed in, if you think Latavius Murray just won the Minnesota State Lottery, you are wrong. You are wrong. We have learned it is a three-year contract. But like all things in the NFL, it is not what it appears. It is not what it appears. Latavius Murray's contract with the Vikings can be voided after one season in Minnesota. So this is another one of those make-good contracts. And we just, we've seen a lot of these, right? Eddie Lacy just in Seattle yesterday signed one of those make-good contracts. And uh, who else? The guy, uh, the, the former Browns receiver that signed with the Redskins. What's his name? I'm forgetting. I'm a, a mental block here. He Didn't he sign a one-year contract? Anyway, uh, Latavius Murray can be a free agent again possibly in 2018. 2018. Yeah, Terrell Pryor. That's right. Terrell. He, didn't he sign a one-year deal with the Redskins? Yeah, yeah. So. How soon before some NFL player comes out and says, It's collusion! No one will give us a long-term contract. That's only a baseball thing. If this was a different sport, they would go nuts. They would just go They would go crazy. So, yeah. All right. Anyway, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. You can get at us on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller if you'd like to take part in part of the festivities. And uh, let's see. I cannot read that one on the air. Uh, Dustin says, I wanted to hear the audio. What the blank is wrong with Danny G? He can't be the contrarian if someone else voted no. I think he's confused. I think huh? Dustin's confused. Yeah. Maybe he thought you were Coop. Maybe that's. I think there's Our a chance. Our voices get confused a lot. Yeah. You, have a very, you have a very high voice, as you know, uh, Danny G. <laughs> you do. You have a very, very high voice. All right, yeah, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox and the the golden rule of this time of the year. What is the golden rule? Uh, and I have to remind you from time to time. I mean, we were going to do a bit where we gave out our final four picks and we explained why we like the teams we like to get to the final four. And I, I thought, no, I don't want to do that for two reasons. We have the bracket challenge, which we're still trying to get people to sign up for. Time is running out. If you go to foxsportsradio.com, and you click on the link, we are just hours away from that shutting down. So if you have not signed up yet, if you've not been listening this week and you missed it, we want you to do that. We want you to fill out your own bracket and have fun. Have a great time. Fill out your bracket. Do whatever you want to do with that. Knock yourself out. We'd like you to do that. So that's number one. We're trying to get you to sign up for the bracket thing. Number two, it is very important to remind you that the people next to you the people on the radio do not care about your picks, just like you don't care about my picks. They're my picks. They're not your picks. They're my picks. And your picks are your picks. 
I don't care if you picked an 11 seed. I don't care if you, you picked all chalk and went with number one seeds. It doesn't interest me. And more importantly, it's dreadful to listen to. And no one wants to hear that. It's painful. Uh, so we're not going to do it. We've decided not to do it. We had an executive meeting. There were many people involved in this, and we decided it is not not something we want to be part of. So we're not we're not going to do it. Let's just let you know. So in case you wanted to call up here, because I have sampled some of the the sports radio. Not here, of course, because it would not happen here. It's just people calling up and just giving picks. And uh, I literally wanted to take the radio, and I wanted to rip it out from the car, and I wanted to throw it out the window of the car onto the highway. That's what I would like to have done at that particular time. All right, so we, we had – I want to shift over to the NBA. We're going to transition down, lower gear to the NBA. One of the age-old pranks, rookie pranks, took place in the NBA last night, and I believe that this will lead to some kind of a protest. Someone's going to complain because there is nothing in life that you can do without causing uproar, that someone's going to be offended we go now to Boston, where the Boston Celtics taking on uh, you know, another random opponent in the NBA. You look at the the NBA, the never-ending NBA schedule. The Celtics playing a Wednesday night game, uh, doing their usual uh, the usual stuff. Uh, they were battling it out with the Minnesota Timberwolves, and the Celtics won that game by 13 points. But it was what happened after the game, what happened after the game that caught our attention because Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown, a rookie. Who? Well, he's from Cal. Everyone was shocked when Danny Ainge drafted him. They're like, what, what are you? Never heard of him. I know. What is that? What's that all about? But anyway, he's played okay. He hadn't played great. But Jalen Brown of uh, the Celtics, and after, uh, during the game, some somebody, the ball boys went out, I assume, and they filled his car with delicious popcorn. And when I see, and this is the age-old baby, the, the entire car is and, and that's not cheap. So if you go to a Celtic game and buy popcorn, that's that's going to cost you a few bucks. Now, this is the kind of gag that's that's gone on uh, for a very long time uh, in the NBA. So if Jalen Brown wants to eat movie popcorn, he's got movie popcorn for about a year and a half. Just tubs and tubs of delicious buttered popcorn uh, all over the car. Warm, buttery, fresh popcorn. Well, I hope it wasn't buttery. That, that well, could, that's that the could, question. That could be a problem for the upholstery. It, Eddie? I'm at, that's the question. That's where I'm going. I'm looking at the pictures here of the popcorn, and I believe I've eaten enough popcorn to know there looks to be a lot of butter, a lot of butter on this popcorn. So the question becomes, A, was there any kind of a layer of plastic put down in the car to protect the interior of the car? And B, if that did not happen, how much damage can buttered popcorn do to the interior of a high-end automobile? Oh, yeah, that does look like buttered popcorn, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, right. You That's, saw the photo. Uh, it's got that yeah. yellow hue to it. It's got that delicious goldness, that yellow goldness of butter and calories and it's salt. and it, They probably put some sugar in the butter. Is now, it packed now, to the ceiling? Not to all the all, way to the no, ceiling. about but it, halfway. Yeah. Because that stuff would do damage, like the, the oil and, and like yeah. seeping into the, yeah. the fabric. 
That's not now, cool. Ben. Back in your day when you could uh, put it away. Oh yeah. Would you have dove into the car and done a Homer Simpson and just tried to eat your way? Uh... I would have said, "Don't clean it. I'll take care of this myself. <laughs> I got a big you stomach." Know, at I, least you just eat enough I, where you could yeah. clear out the driver's side I'll, and then work on the rest of it later. I'll be good. I will be good. I'll take care of all this. Yeah. Why at the movies do they give the free refills on the huge, extra large bucket of that crap? So but you'll buy it and think that you're going to get a good deal. Well, yeah. no, the, one, the movie theater near the Maller Mansion stopped doing that. Now you have to sign up. For oh, this what fu- a coincidence. Well, yeah, shut up. <laughs> they have to, <laughs> to sign up for this Fugazi movie club thing, and then you get the refill. And I'm like, nah, nah. Well, usually what you do is you, if you go with a group of people, you buy you, you cheap. You buy yeah. the large popcorn, then oh, you pass steal it the out boxes to everybody. Yeah, then you fill up yeah. the boxes with popcorn, and then you go back. You try to stop that. You know how much it costs to make a like the biggest jumbo popcorn you could possibly imagine at the movie theaters? I'm talking your entire lap is a bucket of popcorn, buttered, delicious popcorn. Do you know how much that costs the movie theater with the butter and the salt and all that? What is that? Like 70 cents, if that, and they charge 8 $9 for that popcorn? They make more. I'm telling you, they make more money from the popcorn than they do from the, the actual tickets to the movies. Not that I'm complaining, unless I am. All right, uh, Ben Maller show on Fox. We've got the NHL Puckham. Here's the Who Am I game, and let's do it. The Who Am I game. I am the guy who has the worst record in NCAA tournament history for any coach with at least 25 games in the tournament. Again, history of the NCAA tournament. I'm the guy who has the worst record in NCAA tournament history as a coach. Any coach with at least 25 games under my belt, who am I? A night without the Ben Maller show is like a daytime listening to one of those cookie-cutter radio programs. We are different. Join our community on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's back to Ben Maller. We'll have the NHL Puckham. The NHL Puckham coming up in mere moments. That's to appease Eddie Garcia. Thank you. Yes, we make you happy. Uh, the Who Am I game. I am the guy who has the worst record in NCAA tournament history for any coach with at least 25 games under his belt in the tournament, 25 decisions in the tournament. Who am I? That's the question. What's the answer? Jonathan in Philadelphia, who loves the bumper music, is going with Bobby Knight. Les Steckel, thrown out by Rob. Bill Foster, guessed by 4 on 4. Tom Crean from Jonathan, John Thompson III by the Ostrich, Vince McMahon guessed by Andrew, Shaka Smart from Ernie in Michigan, Quagmire from Patrick in San Diego, the Uber driver, but Uber black because he's cool like that. The Mavericks going with Lute Olsen. Uh, Random guesses all over the place. I don't think anyone got this right, though. I don't see the correct answer. I see a lot of names, but I don't see the correct answer. Edmund Dallas Garcia, do you know the answer? Uh, is it Gene Cady? Gene Cady. Uh, no. Love this comb over. Yeah, it's a good look. Uh, the correct answer, Norm Stewart. Remember Norm Stewart? Storm and Norman. At Missouri? I do. Yeah. Norm Stewart had the worst NCAA postseason record for any coach with at least 25 games. 12-16 and 16 was his record. He's also the only coach to have more than 15 of his teams appear in the postseason, and none of them get to the Final Four. He made it 16 times but never got to the Final Four. Norm Stewart, the loser 
the loser of them all. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. The NHL puck up. Hey, shoot Hockey, hockey, put the biscuit in the basket. <laughs> all right, Coop, who's going first? That would be Eddie Garcia. Oh, yeah. All right, Eddie. You're Mr. Hockey. There's no way you can lose this. You have the number one pick. You're the smartest guy in the room. No pressure at all, Eddie, not to draft the wrong guy. With my first pick, I will go with Patrick Kane. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Connor McDavid. Bam. Remember that one time I picked Connor McGregor? Yes, I do. Yeah, that was great. All right, Coop's next. I'm going to go with Sergei Bobrovsky. Okay, you sound excited about that. Danny G Radio. Devin Dubnik. Devin Dubnik. And Nicholas Backstrom. Backstrom's gone. All right, Coop DeLoop. I'll go with Brad Marchand. (laughs) Marchand. Said it right? No, Uh, okay. I'm going to go with Braden. Both ways. I need a goalie. Braden Holtby. Braden Holtby. Eddie. Nikita Kucherov. Okay. Good Russian boy. And? And I'm going to go with Jimmy Howard. All right, Vladimir Tarasenko. Coop. All right, Hurry uh, up. Patrick Line. <laughs> uh, and Danny G. Three se- two seconds. <laughs> Miko Koivu. You got it in. Yes. We got it. One of the biggest stars of the NCAA men's basketball tournament suffering from some irrational fears. Uh, I'll explain. Welcome in the beginning of the Ben Maller Show for this hour. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Now, Kentucky basketball, they're not going to play today. Kentucky plays on Friday against Northern Kentucky. And what a thrilling game. That's going to be the 2-15 matchup uh, in the South region of the NCAA men's basketball tournament. And so, Kentucky, we know how good they've been. Are you? Is anyone picking Northern Kentucky? Does anyone have Northern Kentucky as the 15 seed to beat the two? No. So, Kentucky basketball has been a juggernaut in recent years. They've been very good. John Calipari revealed something that I found interesting and I wanted to talk about and, and talk to you about on the radio. I found it surprising, and it, it's an interesting footnote to a career which I've enjoyed. John Calipari has done things that have been good for radio, whether it's getting in trouble or winning or being a carnival barker. I like it. I'm a fan of Coach Cal. I dig it. So I don't think this has made the rounds yet. I imagine that it will uh, when you're not watching the games. You might hear this. It's the kind of thing that will pop up a lot of places. Coach Cal... Uh, admits that he suffers from an illness known as technophobia, that Coach Cal has technophobia. Uh, I wanted to get into it. Now, Calipari revealed several shocking facts. He's 58 years old. That's not shocking that Coach Cal's 58. He's been around a long time. First time I remember hearing about Coach Cal was at UMass a million years ago. But uh, he revealed that he does not have a computer in his office at Kentucky. Again, he's someone that suffers from technophobia, does not have a computer in his office, does not know how to post on Facebook, does not know how to post messages on Twitter, does not use email. You want me to go on? Yeah. So uh, 
So what do you make of this, right? What do you make? I'm going to use uh, the term uncomfortable to describe this one. I'm going to go uncomfortable, and here's why. Let me let me explain. It, it is very simple to use all these things, and 58 is not that old. Now, it's certainly not that old because of where I am right now in life. When I was younger, 58 seemed really old. It doesn't seem that old. It's still years you know, to go for me, but it it's not that old. You know, you're not a dinosaur at 58. A couple things. Number one. John Calipari, does he not run a media empire at Kentucky? So this is one of those things. Even if it's true, and I'm skeptical of the truth of this, but we'll have to take it at face value, that the coach of the uh, Kentucky Wildcats, the big bad Wildcats, 29-5 and this year. They're great every year. They went around 30 games every year. They weren't particularly great the last last couple of games. But anyway, uh, Calipari claimed that he does not use this technology. Does that help or hurt John Calipari? Now, don't get me wrong. I, I think it's great that he said it, but the fact that he's got this media empire, that the mythology in Bluegrassland, it certainly helps that. And he's been to a bunch of Final Fours, and he'll likely be to a couple more Final Fours before he's done coaching. But if that's true, that he does not use this technology, that it's all other people around him that use it, then he's one of the great charlatans of our time. He's got a Twitter account with 1.6 million followers but claims he doesn't know to how, how to update messages on Twitter. There are half a million people that claim to follow, I don't know how many of them are real, that follow the words of Calipari on Facebook. And he says he does not know how to update his status on Facebook. He's got a quarter million people that keep track of him on Instagram, but says, hey, I'm not really sure what this is all about. He does uh, his own website, which is not just one of those websites you put up and just walk away from and don't update it. You know, the, the kind of website that hasn't been updated since 2011. Now, this thing's updated all the time. He's got his own reporter that puts content on the website. So he's got that. He's got a podcast, which he's doing now. He's written books. All of these things, and we are led to believe that none of this happened on a computer. That, and I know it is possible. I realize it's possible. You can write a book without a computer. Uh, it's hard to send an email without a computer. It's really tough to do that. It's hard to update Facebook and Twitter without a computer. Uh, obviously, your phone is in play here. Calipari has been able to, in, in the, according to this, this story I was reading here, uh, he's been able to get through life despite having a a fear or just a strong dislike of advanced technology. Now, that's impressive. And I did hear that Calipari has, uh, he, he claims his messages are not filtered through anybody, that there's no gatekeeper, that everything he wants out gets out on his different media channels, the, the emperor of Kentucky basketball. But that is, by definition, a lie. If you're not the one sending it out, if someone else, if there's a middleman by definition, that's not unfiltered. Uh, he's got a full-time staff of people that work at Kentucky, the sports information department, uh, that transcribe his message. He's like Larry King. <laughs> Larry King doesn't know how to use Twitter either. So Larry, Larry, if he wants someone to post something on Twitter, he has to call someone, and then they'll post it for him. It's a very bizarre situation. So he got, he's got other people doing his dirty work for him. Now, the second part about this, and we won't spend too much time on it, but I am fascinated by the people in life 
that can live in the modern world and use the modern technology but not actually use the modern technology. John Calipari has to sell himself and his basketball program to 17-year-old high school kids that are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and all the rest, and Snapchat. You've got to relate on some level, right? I mean, don't you have to at least pretend? I know he pretends because he's on all these things, but the fact that he doesn't actually, he claims know how to use them is a little suspicious. little suspicious. It's the... The legend versus the fact, right? The legend is that John Calipari is Mr. Cool, multi-platform media guy, and he's got it. He's got it all figured out. His fingers are all over everything, and they are. And then the reality is that there's some 20-year-old or 19-year-old co-ed at the Kentucky Sports Information Office that is the one actually doing the interaction, sending the messages out. All right, so so one more thing here. The, the final word on this, let's – Take the position that this, these quotes by Calipari where he says he doesn't use email, he doesn't, use, doesn't know how to use Facebook and Twitter. Let's say that's true. Let's say he doesn't use any of that stuff and it's all accurate. Other people are doing it for him. Where does he rank on the technophobia celebrity big board? Now, I have a partial list. I, I have kept track of this over the years because these, these type of people fascinate. The people that use old technology, outdated technology, and still are able to get through life. For example, uh, Jerry Jones. Remember, this story came up a couple years ago. You know what kind of phone Jerry Jones uses, the Cowboys owner, worth $3 billion? A flip phone. My man Jerry's got a flip phone. The Russian oligarch that owns the Brooklyn Nets, Mikhail Prokhorov, he's worth almost $9 billion. He does not use a cell phone, does not use email, and claims he likes to write letters. Don't! <laughs> and he owns an NBA team. Although I haven't heard much much from the Russian playboy, the oligarch, uh, Miguel Prokhorov. Uh, I've not heard from him much lately, but that's, the Nets are terrible. Uh, who else? Andrew Luck. Uh, unless he changed phones, I believe he still uses a Samsung flip phone, the Indianapolis Colts quarterback. And there's other. Daniel Radcliffe. Harry Potter does not use social media. Harry Potter, the guy's a sorcerer, and he's afraid of social media. What are the odds? He's Harry effing Potter, and he won't go on social media. It's almost completely off social media. I used to be fascinated by Bud Selig. Bud Selig was the commissioner of baseball for like 50 years and did not use email, but that was just because he was older than dirt. And the most impressive out of all these technophobe people Donald J. Trump. Donald J. Trump, the president of the United States, did not own a computer until 2007. He still, to this day, does not use email, which obviously helped him out during the election. It's hard to hack your email when you don't use an email. But uh, that's the list. So where would where would Calipari rank on this list? Eddie, where would you put Calipari, who does, claims he doesn't know how to use Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, does not use email, does not have a computer in his office, He's a technophobe. Where would he rank on the big board with Radcliffe, Locke, Selig, Jerry Jones, Prokhorov, uh, Tr- Donald Trump, all these guys? I would put him second behind uh, Mr. President. Yeah, uh, that's that's right. That's My top three, I've got Andrew Luck because Andrew, he's he's a young guy. You should be able to get the smartphone. That's kind of a nerd. I know he's a nerd, but he's, you got to embrace the, the smartphone. Uh, then I've got 
Calipari, and then I've got Trump, number one. Now, the fourth guy on my list is I'm going to move Daniel Radcliffe down to the fourth spot because you work in Hollywood. Don't you have to, as a celebrity, isn't your part of your gig to relate to the, the audience that buys your movies and your projects? Yeah, but they all have assistants. But know? he's not even on. He, he doesn't even pretend. Like, there's no, unless I unless he got one recently, there's, like, no Daniel verified Daniel Radcliffe Twitter account. I know that. I, I don't know about Facebook. So. Anyway. Uh, is there anything in your life, Eddie, that you do not use? Any technology that you refuse to use? No, I love technology. You're all Anything that can make my life easier, I'm all for it. I agree. I'm, I'm the same way. We all have that one thing, though, in life that we've not done. We've done this type of thing uh, before. Like, in me, for me... I I have made it this far in my life. I've never tasted coffee. I've never had a cup of coffee. I've done overnight talk radio for most of my adult life. I've gone to bed when the sun comes up pretty much my entire life, uh, and I've never had a cup of coffee. That's just strange. Yeah. But not, not even a frappuccino. No, I've never had a frappuccino. I'm with you, Ben. Good job. Anti coffee. Well, have you well, ever wait had a second, coffee? though. Here's no. the, yeah. Here's the weird thing. Why wouldn't you try it once? You, you may love it. It yeah. may do great things for you. I've I tried mean, it on accident. Well, part of the reason is Mama Maller when I was a kid. Don't start drinking coffee. You'll get addicted. Right? So that, that was my child years. And then when I became an adult, I, you know how you reach that point? Well, now I've gone so far in life without drinking coffee. I hope when I drop dead someday on my tombstone, Ben Maller lived blank amount of years, and he never had a cup mm. of coffee. I you want know, that on my, we've my got St. Patrick's Day coming up. Yes. And we've had a couple of uh, fans on Twitter, listeners on Twitter, reach out and say, hey, did you guys ever get the Shamrock Shake? Remember we had that oh, was we last tra- week, years ago? We sent Coupa, yeah, right? Yeah, they, right. they, they do sell them down the street. Yes, I, I really? saw. Really? They I do. Saw. And All right. I think I'm kind of at the point where I'm like, well, I've gone this long without it. I've so never had one. Yeah. Oh, no, I've never no. had one yeah. either. I've never Eddie, had please. So you don't need what? it? Well, then I, won't, then I won't get you one. Coop is, Coop is begging me. Coop's like, I'll buy them. I'll, I'll have them all myself. I don't care. I'll ben, leave them in the fridge. I ben, according to Twitter a couple of weeks ago, the show is the reason why SoCal area McDonald's are starting to carry I the Shamrock it. Shake because of the outrage yeah. last year. We are on a wild goose chase trying to find that damn shake. Regional managers across the state yeah. said the Ben Maller show needs <laughs> Shamrock Shakes. Damn it. Give us our shake. So, Coop, you've had the Shamrock Shake, yes? No, I've never had it before. Oh, All right. yeah. what? Oh, so Danny's had the only I, one of the staff yeah. had it. So, what does a Shamrock taste like? Uh, it's, Isn't it like mint flavored? Yeah, it's I've mint never flavored. had it, but it's, it's like mint Yeah, flavor, it's right? mint flavored. It, anything green, I think, is mint flavored. It's green, so I think it's mint flavored. So, is it good? I mean, is it? It is good. It is good because some of those mint drinks are nasty because they're, they have too strong of a mint taste to them. That one actually has a good balance. Have you ever had a mint julep? Yeah. I've not had a mint julep. Me either. Neither have I. Are they, well, are we're they, we're missing out on the mint. Uh, I would love products. to. I want to go to the Kentucky Derby though. I, now that I'm into horse racing, I definitely want to go to. the Would Kentucky you give Derby. out hundred dollar bills? Yes. A la Wes yeah. Welker. If I won a hundred million, I'd give out hundred dollar bills. Yeah, absolutely, I would. That's a lie. I would. If I won a hundred million dollars, I would give out hundred dollar bills. That's a lie. I would. I would give everyone a hundred dollar bill. Do not believe that for a second. I would absolutely. You know the one mint drink that's kind of nasty though is uh, the mojito. Never had that either. What? Never had. Never even one. tried one. No, never had that. It's too much of a leafy taste because the actual well, leaves. Yeah, are they so, put so, the actual mint leaf yeah. in there. Yeah. So just for the record, while Calipari is a technophobe, doesn't use email and doesn't know how to post. We are all mintophobes. We're mintophobes, yeah. and <laughs> me and Coop, no coffee. Me and Coop, no coffee. Danny, what have you not had that you've made it this far in life? Cocaine. 
<laughs> well, unlike Coop, Ben, and I, we, we do copious yeah. amounts of cocaine before every yeah. show. Every every weekend in the Hollywood Hills, man. I'm, I'm skiing in the Hollywood Hills, man. Look, especially with, uh, you know, some of the musicians and radio folks and concert promoters and things like that. When I was younger, I saw some of that stuff around me, never partook. And at this point, I missed that train. I'm never going to experience hard drugs. It was Len Bias. Len Bias scared you to death. <laughs> Hell you were, yeah. You As little kids, yeah, that definitely scared us. Yeah. I've been to a few parties like that. Were you, weren't you at that one party, Eddie, I was at years ago where there was uh, everywhere? Did you show up to that party, Eddie? No. Oh, okay. Let's just say there was a party in the Hollywood Hills. I was, I'm not kidding. And it was at a very a very famous uh, producer's home. And I was, you know, I'm, I'm a little naive. At that time, I was a little naive. And there were like, like Coke everywhere. I was like, what the hell's going on here? All right, anyway, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. And we'll take your phone calls, 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. How to go broke. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. The Ben Maller Show is 79% more enjoyable when you join us on Twitter. It's the backdoor way to be heard on the radio. You can message the Maller Posse by following Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can follow our executive producer. He is the liar, liar, and the menace of the Fox Sports Radio Network. It's the Coop de Loop, Justin Cooper. And he's at UH Bronco Fan. They're drafting of Robert Nickamjishnu. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. John writes in says, Ben, I have never had a sip of coffee either. I'm 40 years old. And by the way, Dana White uses a flip phone. Oh, that's good. Brett added that Dennis Rodman does not use a smartphone. He says uh, Brett says he saw Rodman yesterday at a restaurant and he had a flip phone. Where's Rodman living now? Is he is he back in California? He's gone from, like, Miami to L.A., back to Florida, back to L.A. Has he moved to North Korea yet? No? All right. I'm told he has not moved to, to North Korea. Uh, Larry says he's a big fan of the Shamrock Shake. Other people hate it. Bubba says do not do it. Nasty as hell. It's like mint dirt. Now, was he talking about – he must have been talking about the mint julep. Was he talking about the – because there's no way the Shamrock Shake could be mint dirt. There's no way. Now, Judy points out that flip phones are less likely to get hacked. She says that's why uh, that's why they're coming back in vogue. So. I know I'm very concerned about being hacked. So I, there's a lot of secrets that I have, a lot of them, a lot of sports talk radio secrets that I cannot give out. Cannot do it. Cannot do it. To the phones we go, and a former caller of the year on the Ben Maller Show. We've not talked to him in a while. He's back. Pete in Pittsburgh. <laughs> All right, Danny, enough with the sound effects. Nobody really cares, man. It's just another guy calling, getting two minutes from Ben's time. You hang up on him, you mock him, and I make you money. You know, you're not no, making that's me not, money. No, that's not true. I make you guys that's money. Not, Pete, that's not true, Pete. Not, no, I, no, 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 no. Don't even you're, start the you're time. You're special. Clause. You're special, Pete. Why are you no, so you angry, Pete? You don't, you don't need to yell, Pete. You don't need to yell. Okay, Listen. am I yelling? I'm on the radio, and you're telling me to be quiet. Usually yeah, exactly. You're the opposite. No, no, I don't want you to be loud. I want you to be very quiet. Okay, I want you to listen. I'm, I'm not trying to yell. I've been outside in zero-degree weather for 45 minutes listening to you talk about whatever you've talked about. Yeah, I haven't even been able to pay attention. Great monologues. I had a John Calipari monologue, Darrell Revis. Were you involved in right. that street fight? You know what? 
I can't relate to your your staff. I can't relate to UH Bronco fan. Why would you put your Twitter name UH Bronco fan? Is that the worst marketing ever? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I didn't do it. I have no it's idea. It's like I, it's like he's telling everybody. I don't want you to follow me. <laughs> P, you're, I you're fired up. I can't up relate. Here. Eddie Garcia. He's a Pittsburgh wannabe from LA. You know, I don't get him at all. Never have. I think he's a phony. All right. Great to have you back. Everyone gets quiet. I offended somebody. How dare he? Politically correct. It's Trump era, Ben. Let's get with it. Okay, we're back. It's Chalk Chalk Radio again. Is that right? All right. Yeah, yeah. I I never stop. I never stop, Pete. You know I never stop. You want to rip Danny G, too? Rip Danny Danny G. Danny G. No, me and him are cool now, but he got a fake voice. You know, Tom Ben, is that a radio voice or what? That's not Danny G. No, that's Danny G. That's uh, Listen, he's got the pipes. He's blessed with the pipes, Danny G. I don't have the pipes like that. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's like like going to a funeral dealing with this staff tonight. I mean, everyone (laughs) just hides from me. It's like, oh, I'm so boring. (laughs) Peter Pittsburgh's boring. We don't respond to him. Ha ha, I think he's boring. We can't win either way. Tried ushering you in with applause, and you didn't even like that. Well, you, Pete, Pete, you got to you got to admit, Pete, going back over the years. I mean, you in your prime as a caller, and you admit you're. Yeah, Ben, you want to stereotype me? I'm I'm in my prime. No, man. you're not. Maybe no, I'm no, no, no you're not. You, yeah. you just you, don't realize. You it. told me, Pete. I, we had a fight. We had a little falling out. We had a tiff, and no, we did it. And no, you're, we that's you're, that's a lie. Well, here's the deal, Pete. Listen, we we went at it, and you told me you said I'm going to stop calling your show, and no one's oh going to replace me. No yeah, one can what? replace you me. Never for, you never forgave me, have you, Ben? I, I've got legends all over the place. Ben, legends. You got an ego issue. You, we Not a, no stuff. ego. No, e- I got uh, drag queen in Rochester. Uh, you didn't uh, think I could do that? Stop it. This is old. This is old Th- This material. is not old material. They're all this still calling. Old, they Listen, still I'm call every ends, night. Bro, what about, not going to play my game. What this, about, making me look bad. What about the guy What about the guy named Hot Nuts that called a couple weeks Everybody ago? Everybody knows I'm the next. Thing. What? Uh, Hot nuts. The next what? I'm the next big thing in radio. It's just taking me longer than most people <laughs> yeah. because I'm that special. Uh, oh, it's funny to you. Well, Pete, I have told you, Pete, that you should work on my show. I've told All you. Right, here's what I want you to do. Yeah. Bring, right. You know, somebody wanted a challenge line. Unless, like, I bored the hell out of all of you. Bring the best guy you got right now. Let's go at it for one more minute. Alright, hold on a sec. And then uh, we have a hard network clock here, Pete. But if someone wants to call right now and challenge Pete in Pittsburgh, who you say, I got an ego. Listen to that guy, Pete in Pittsburgh. Hmm. Although I will concede that one of the, the great things that we did was Pete versus the world uh, many years ago. Uh, and that was, that was very successful. But if somebody wants to challenge Pete, uh, 877-99 on Fox, 877 877- Nine nine six six three six nine. We will maybe have that. We'll also have Mallard of the third degree. We'll get to all of it. Sixty seconds. No long commercial break. But first, let's find out what's trending. The Ben Mallard Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. And now back to Ben Mallard. We are moments away from the somewhat popular Mallard of the third degree, and we have found someone to take on Pete in Pittsburgh. We will get to that momentarily. But uh, but first, Carmelo Anthony just got shish kebobbed uh, for his outfit the other day at the Garden. The Knicks played the Pacers, and there was a big blizzard. Oh, the blizzard of 2017. And Carmelo showed up to talk to reporters after the game 
looking like Han Solo from Star Wars uh, on one of the ice planets uh, back in the day. And we found out that that outfit that Carmelo wore, a $5,000 outfit of uh, a fur hat and like a fur scarf, which is a ton of money. If you, you're going to go broke eventually if you keep spending $5,000 on outfits. I know Melo makes like $20 million a year or something like that, and his, his net worth is pretty good, right? Carmelo Anthony's done all right for himself. He makes $24 million a year. His net worth is like $90 million. But still, you, you keep spending $5,000. Before you know it, you got nothing left. And I own no fur. I can't afford it. I don't know, and I don't really need it. Where yeah, I, I was going to say, what, what the hell yeah. did you do with it? Uh, well, global warming, and it might get cold, too. You never know. Could happen. All right, uh, Pete, are you there, Pete? Have you come back, Pete? Yeah, I'm here, Ben. All right, you're going down. You realize that. Yeah, this, who this do you a, call for me, man? All right, hold on a sec. Uh, let's go to Oklahoma. Doc Dino. Uh, hello. Hey, no, 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 no. Stop, who? stop. Stop everything. Hey, Petey. Petey. Stop. Ben, Come on, man. My net worth is zero, nah, 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 and that's still more than you. Pete, you're not challenging him. He's attacking Listen, man, I want you to move on. Pete, this. I, this, I don't Pete, like this guy. I want to Pete, what him. kind of sandwich do you eat, Pete? Ben, do you eat the E-tip or do you eat the Pete? Do you either eat the E-tip or No, no, no. We can't hear you, sir. You're a mumble mouth. You're robotic. You're not interesting. I'm not going to be a part of this. Next caller. All right. All right. We'll hang up on him. Uh, Mark, the full name guy. Mark, you're on with Pete in Pittsburgh. Mark. <laughs> oh, you know, my foot hurts, Ben. It's been killing me for six months. I've been living in my mom's basement for the last 25 or 30 years. Oh, Ben. Oh. Of them playing sound bites for you, I've never got that respect. But I'm interesting. You're repetitive. You're jealous of me. You wish you wore me. You know that, man. That's you why you what? think about. Yeah, you don't even know how to spell the word work. You, <laughs> 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 Pete, you're even taken back by that, Pete. I didn't even hear what he said. What he said? You don't work. You don't work, you Pete. You know, people they get old with arthritis. Working, they blister their hands. Oh, you wouldn't know about that. I guess that's just that's just American history to you, huh, Pete? Joke, man. You're one of Ben's like little lackeys. I'm not. I've, I I separated myself. I went big time. You're stuck in the whack pack of the Ben Maller show. You should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah, yeah. I should be ashamed of myself that I'm not a, a Botox queen, huh? All you can do oh. is call Fox Sports Radio and go on Twitter. <laughs> no, 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 stop, stop, hold on a sec, hold on a sec. Pete, now, in all fairness, that, there was a death threat against Ben. Pete, he, Pete, Mark threatened to kill me last year, justifiable yeah, he homicide. To kill you. I've yes. a lot more than that, but you won't tell people what's, about what's it. What's more than that? I don't know what, what's more. What's worse than killing you know someone? I've done bigger, more shocking things uh, than Mark the Full Name Gun, but you're giving him the pop, the promotion. That's what well, you're he's, doing. He's a reliable, quality I've been on call. Your, on your show for ten years. That's why you don't want to talk about. You me, have not, what? not, I'm not Pete. Now you have not. Stop, no, you're not. You're not relevant yes, anymore. You have not. No, you're not. You have not called in years. Years. So you call like back, once you're every six back. months. You're a part-time caller, Pete. You're a part. You're now a part-time caller. That's what happened. No, man. No, you don't know what I've done that over the past so many years. I know exactly what you've done. You're not a regular anymore. You're not the. You're no longer the everyman. You're not. You're no, no longer. You've lost your way. You were the everyman. You, man. you were the everyman before. Bro. No, you did not, Pete. How dare you? Oh, really? 
didn't build malination, the verbal octagon. Those are my words, not yours. They were mine. Uh, mine. They're mine. Danny G came up with that. Right, Let's Danny? Call it. By the by the way, Pete, do use a drop of yours every night. It's you saying wrong. You hear us use that? Call it. Uh, wrong. All right, let's go. Uh, hello. Can you say it for us right now? Wrong. 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 Yeah. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, not me. Yeah, it is. All right. All right, Pete. Uh, listen, I, I can't go on all night with this, Pete. I, I, I'm, wrong, you're boring right. me. You're boring me, Pete. Oh, well, you're boring me. I'll see you. All right. <laughs> Thank you. All right. There's. He was in a good mood. That went well, did it? Yeah. All right. Uh, it's uh, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Well, we, we do love Pete. He's got a heart of gold. He really is uh, just wonderful unless he's not. He's a ray of sunshine. <laughs> he is. <laughs> <laughs> all right. He's an uplifter of people. Now everyone's all upset. Now, see, now for the next hour, people are going to be calling him. I want a piece of Pete in Pittsburgh. Screw that guy. Uh, blah, blah. I get it. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. It's Maller to the third degree time. Let's do it. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. Said that. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And we bring in the Coupe de Loup. On Monday, DeMarcus Ware announced that he was retiring after 12 Hall of Fame-worthy seasons. But on Tuesday, a reporter out of Denver said that it's possible that Ware's retirement could end up being a soft one, meaning that Ware could decide to play at some point in the year or after training camp. We know that Ware tested the market before retiring, so the speculation is that he didn't hear any offers that he liked and is hoping for a better one later on. Ben, do you think that this is all just a shrewd business decision by DeMarcus Ware? Well, it's a practical decision. It's a practical decision. And and here's the thing. In life, at this point, it's always nice if you can be an opportunist. And that's the way you have to describe DeMarcus Ware. He is going to end up with the best of both worlds here. First of all, he can skip the offseason, doesn't have to go to these Fugazi mini camps, doesn't have to worry about showing up to training camp, playing exhibition games. He gets to spend his time globetrotting, hanging out wherever he wants to go, doing whatever he wants. He can live the playboy lifestyle all summer long, doesn't have to worry about showing up to training camp in late July. And secondly, as long as DeMarcus Ware stays in shape, keeps working out, that phone is going to ring. As we know, it is a given. During the NFL season, there are going to be defensive players that break down at his position, and so teams are going to call where and say, hey, you want to come play for the blank? And if we get to late November, right around uh, the holidays, the Thanksgiving holiday, and then early December, and DeMarcus Ware has that bug and wants to play football, he can then, as an opportunist, cherry pick whatever opportunity is the most attractive. And I, I've heard through the grapevine that he would like to go back to the Cowboys and or the Broncos, either one of those possibilities. And he can wait and see if the Cowboys are going to be good again next season. The Broncos are going to be competitive, and they need him. It is a sage decision for DeMarcus Ware to not completely close the door to coming back, considering the fact there will be opportunity. Next! Chicago Bulls have lost five of the last uh, seven games. Well said, Coop, yes. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, You are are all over the Chicago Bulls. Yes, now they are uh, below 500 on the season, and the players certainly aren't happy about it. Rajon Rondo held nothing back when talking about the Bulls organization after a loss this past weekend, saying, quote, I would love to be part of a winning tradition or a winning culture. I thought I was going to get that here. It stinks when you have have the opportunity to make the playoffs and they want to go a different route or route. Ben, Rondo isn't the only player that we've heard question Bulls management. So do you think that Rondo is actually not the source of the cancer for once? 
Uh, no, uh, Rajon, you can never say that. Rajon Rondo is uncoachable. I am not going to give him a pass. Uh, he's good for our business because he does crazy things. He has seemingly no filter. But this is a new level of stinkage for the Chicago Bulls. Now, in a nutshell, the Bulls at this point have to consider getting rid of everyone. Right? There needs to be a mass exodus from Chicago. The players stink. The front office stinks. But we'll start with the players because these guys in that Bulls locker room have acted this season like hypersensitive, thin-skinned crybabies, blaming everyone. Oh, it's the front office. It's the coaching staff. You need to block out all the noise. Jimmy Butler, Dwayne Wade, and Rondo have been sounding off on all these different conspiracy theories all season long. And number two, the front office in Chicago basketball-wise, I'll use the, the term weak here. They appear to be... Confused. They added Dwayne Wade and Rondo in the offseason. And it looks now, the way they play, they're trying to tank for some reason and get a higher draft pick. The players have publicly accused the coaches, as I said, of being snitches. And like there's a Russian hacker worried about the Chicago Bulls. If Jimmy Butler ends up asking for a trade after the year, then the Chicago Bulls, if they end up deciding to go down that road. They're going to suck for the next five or six years at least. They are royally screwed, and that might be, at this point, likely is the avenue they go down. Next! Now, one of the most memorable moments last season in Major League Baseball was the haymaker that Rugnet Odor landed on the chin of Jose Bautista. That was a great punch. Yes, an iconic photograph came out of that incident, and it now seems to be at the center of a lawsuit. The photographer that took the picture is suing a memorabilia store in Dallas for selling the shot without his permission, seeking damages up to $150,000. Now, it got me thinking, Ben, what is the most frustrating experience that you've had with someone borrowing your content? Yes, borrowing. That's a nice way of saying it, a very polite way, very soft way of saying it. Uh, I, now, I try to avoid, as you know, Coop, I try to avoid getting worked up into a lather uh, about these kind of things, but it has happened, and, and a couple of thoughts. A... It is bad for my blood pressure. It is bad. People love to tell you when your intellectual property is being used by other people. Right? Now, in the old days, I had a guy that worked with me named Jake Warner. Stay awake with Jake. And Jake would want to fight everyone that would do bits that we do on the show. Right? He would want to attack everyone. He would give me detailed reports, Jake, the day after from anonymous, you know, from, you know, from people that he knew and from listening of content that we did that was popping up on on daytime shows. And and it typically does come nowadays from social media, from email, from anonymous sources where people say, hey, did you hear this? And B, now, the thing that gets me mad here, it, it has been said that to imitate someone is the highest form of flattery. We've all heard that expression over the years. But I'm going to use the term annoying for that because uh, considering – if you do a radio show at night and then you do a radio show during the day, who do you think gets paid more money, the nighttime guy or the daytime guy? Who do you think's, who do you think's doing better in that in that pay department? Uh, so there used to be a guy that did L.A. radio, I will not name the guilty, who would listen to our show at night and then do a, chip, a cheap ripoff. Or like the next day he would go in and do like a lot of the same. But there was one guy that even played the same sound bites that, and, and that we had on the radio show. So... Yeah, we'll, we'll leave that alone. But it, it's annoying. It has happened. It happens far too often, far too often. All right, there it is. 
Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Ben, you passed this edition. That's a winner! I still get text messages from Jake every now and then, by the way. Just to let you know yeah, that someone is certain uh, things that are being stolen. Okay. It's good to know. I'm, I'm flattered they're listening. I mean, we're very popular with producers of other radio shows. I know that for a fact. They love to listen to our show, the podcast, the live version, you name it. And it's uh, let's cherry pick off Maller's show. No one else is listening. All right, here's the instant trivia. Who is the only coach to leave an NCAA champion before the next season for another coaching job? All right, who's the only head coach to leave an NCAA champion before the next season for another coaching job? That's the instant trivia. The answer next. The Ben Maller Show has been called the most unique show on sports radio, but we need your help with our guerrilla marketing campaign. Use your social media pages to show your support for the Ben Maller Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. And the instant trivia, here it is, the only coach to leave an NCAA champion basketball team before the next season for another coaching job, looking for the name of that person. And the answer's coming in, at Ben Maller. The L train got it right. He's answering while driving for Uber. That's called multitasking, and I believe is illegal in about 40 states. I think that's illegal. Brad Soderberg, I uh, guess by Jonathan. Uh, who else do we have? Uh, Marv Harshman from William. <laughs> Bill Frieder, guessed by Marvin the Martian. Rick Patino thrown out by Brad. Tark the Shark from Matt. Hayden Fox from Mooch. That boy Malcolm checks in with Roy Williams, although he left the S off Williams. Luke Walton guessed by the Bill Miller account. Eddie, what say you, Edmund Dallas Garcia? Well, I guess I'm going to get it wrong because Bill Frieder was my my uh, uh, pick no, as well. That is incorrect. The correct answer. Yes, I didn't understand the question. The uh, correct answer, Larry Brown. Larry Brown. He, Took Kansas to the 1988 NCAA Men's Basketball Championship. The Jayhawks, uh, the only champion to lose uh, as many as four consecutive regular season games. And then he took off. Remember, he went to the San Antonio Spurs, and then he quit that. And then uh, he went back. He zigzagged all over the country. But Larry Brown is the correct answer. And it's a big day in college basketball. It's a big day to pick winners. We want winners. It's Ben Maller, and he's going all in. I'll go all in. All in. I'm going to go all in. Here we go, Coop. We're back at it again. I think we won yesterday. Did we do it, We're Coop? Winners. Were we all undefeated? The men of no. Troy. Danny, oh, Danny Clippers. The Clippers let me down. Ooh, they let me down, too. What's wrong right. with your Clippers? All right, let's get to it, Blake. You got to make that shot, Blake. All right, Florida Gulf Coast. And Florida State going at it. And I'm going to jump on the public. I like Florida Gulf Coast to keep it close. They won't win the game, but I'll take Florida Gulf Coast plus 12. Eddie. Uh, Middle Tennessee is taking on Minnesota. Uh, Middle Tennessee is, I believe, minus a point in this one, favored by a point. Uh, they're going to they're gonna win this one and uh, outright. Who again? Who's Middle win? Tennessee. Middle Tennessee. All right. All right. They can't let me down twice in a row, Ben. Yes, L.A. at Denver. No, no, no. Don't do it. Clippers don't announced do it. Don't that do they're it. leaving no. Blake and DeAndre don't, home to don't, rest. Don't do it. I'm sure you're going to rant don't about that it. later. 222 and a half. I'm going to go with the under. All right. Not going to be a lot of scoring power. Coop, who you got? That's the exact game I was going to take. You guys are so predictable. Ben, they're leaving them home to rest. It sucks. I agree, but you're you're Laker housemen, you guys. Oh, come on. Culture of losing. 
It's being set in stone now in one particular NBA city as we await the start of the NCAA tournament. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Uh, Some bizarre things happened in the NBA last night. The Portland Trailblazers went to San Antonio after their worst loss of the season in New Orleans and then beat the San Antonio Spurs, a Spurs team that had LaMarcus Aldridge back in the lineup and the Blazers won anyway. Go figure that one out. Damian Lillard, he was balling. He had 36 points, and the Blazers, who lost by, I think, 17,000 points the night before, came back and won the game. So that that was mildly interesting. One of the mildly interesting things that happened in the NBA. Uh, and the, the game in Houston caught my attention, too. The Houston Rockets scored 46 points in 12 fourth-quarter minutes in their matchup with the Lakers. They were 17-and-a-half-point favorites, and they covered the spread by 21-and-a-half. The final score, Rockets 139, Lakers 100. Another night, another loss. For the Lakers, the Rockets looking like the Harlem Globetrotters as they roll it up in the fourth quarter there. Fear the beard. Uh, unless you don't have to fear the beard if you're the Lakers because you're not trying. Go to hell, Bill Miller. So rather than talk about the Rockets winning by 39 points, you know what got my attention. The once proud Laker franchise, a bunch of dogs. Arf, arf, arf. What's wrong with your Clippers? No longer even trying to win games. They're not trying to win games. Instead, the sole focus of this sad sack embarrassment of basketball is to try to get lottery balls. And it's at the point now where Laker fans don't even call up and challenge me anymore because they know I'm right. You've got no argument. You've got nothing. It's if, if there was a soundtrack to this season, it would be free fallen from Tom Petty, that iconic song from back in the day. Th- that's where the Lakers are right now. They spent $136 million on the Wall Dang and Timothy Mozgov, which at, we, we said at the time was stupid. Uh, and, and that's how much they're paying them over the next couple of years, $136 million. They have now asked both of these ballplayers to not play. Neither one of them is hurt, mind you. They just are like, we're we trying to lose. And you might actually make a basket occasionally, although I don't know how much Mozgov would add. And so they're like, hey, we're good. We'll call you. Don't call us a sad sack band of losers. And it now goes with the mission statement of the franchise. It's three words, the mission statement of the Laker franchise. Lose, lose, lose. That is the philosophy. Pile Pile them up like a pastrami sandwich at a good deli. Sky high. And it brings up the core question. It's very important. Now, I don't think the Lakers have many fans left. They have historians that talk about the good old days. You know, we were good, good players. And So how should the Laker historian feel about blatant, obvious tanking? Right? Blatant, obvious tanking. There are two reactions you should have. These are not the reactions that these people have, mind you. They're delusional. They can continue to do the same thing over and over again, expect a different outcome. 
this is both <laughs> deplorable and shameful what the Lakers are doing right now. Uh, just horrific. Uh, James Worthy, who is part of the propaganda channel for the Los Angeles Lakers, James Worthy gets paid to polish turds that play for the Lakers, and Worthy finally snapped. He had enough. He can't take it anymore. Even James Worthy, a Laker legend, burying these losers that are wearing Laker uniforms. It's just sorry. It's pitiful uh, to not, I mean, any other job, these guys would be, they would be fired tomorrow. <laughs> or the way they've been playing, yeah. you know, getting beat by 39 points. These guys aren't going to be on this team much longer after this season. They continue to play like this. They got Magic Johnson watching. New GM is watching. And they're playing like this. Your head coach is embarrassed for you. Um, I know they're not making the playoffs and the season is almost over. But this is just not acceptable at all. And that. That was an odd ending. Some quality editing there. Who, who edited that, Coop? This is a national radio show, and that's what we get? All right. I'm sure you'll send an email, Coop, to the editing department telling them, you know, you might want to you know, hear something before you put it in the system. I'm just pointing. Anyway. All right. Uh, so, James, forget the last part, which was uh, very embarrassing. Uh, forget that last part. But let's just leave that out. All right. Here's the deal. Listen. Uh, James Worthy is right with some of the things he said. And he's wrong with a lot of the things he said, right? He's, he's right. The Laker players should be fired, and a lot of them will be gone at the end of the year. You can't get rid of everyone. Though. You can't get rid of the entire roster of players. And is Magic Johnson really watching? I mean, Monday night uh, he was in Tallahassee speaking to state representatives in Florida. Very noble cause, but he wasn't watching the Lakers in person. He wasn't checking out their game. I think you were in Denver on Monday night. He wasn't there. Uh, I don't think he was at the game on Sunday night against the 76ers. So how, how much is he really watching? He watching on his phone? Does that count? The Lakers, here's the other thing that James Worthy is either unaware of or doesn't want to talk about. It's the the hippopotamus in the room here that the Lakers are worried about lottery balls. They have lost their way, right? They There is a tank button and they have stepped on the tank button. And not only that, they're being celebrated by a lot of the community of basketball people. Right? You're doing the right thing. If the Lakers pick, and why are they being celebrated? If the Lakers pick falls out the top three, falls out of the top three this year, then they lose the pick. The 76ers get the pick, and then they would have to give up another first-round pick in 2019 to Orlando as compensation for the long-forgotten Dwight Howard trade. But if the Lakers continue to not try to play like steaming piles of feces, uh, then they will keep their first-round pick if they get the top three pick. And then Philadelphia will get the Lakers pick next year, but Orlando would just get a couple of second-round picks in 2019. Uh, My reaction is that's the cost of doing business. You should not... You should not tank. I, sh- I never support tanking. And I, in the NBA culture, it's accepted. People like it. They think it's great. And I'm confused by the reaction of the Laker historians because uh, they seem to be fully supportive of this. They love it. They're, oh, yeah, good loss. That's a great loss. Uh, and Luke Walton, 
who you would say is complicit in this, would you not, that the Lakers are not trying to win? Isn't Luke Walton aware of what's going on, right? Would it be naive to think that Luke Walton is somehow out of the loop? Uh, Here's Luke Walton, who also is not pleased, he says. That's his public position. I am, and listen, I know, uh, I know it's it's a long process, but there's there's the things I'm getting tired of of talking about are the things that we can control, and that's you know how hard we fight, how hard we you know we, how much effort we give, do we get back on transition defense all game long, things that are in anybody's control, whether you're in junior high, high school, college, NBA, you can control those things. Um, and that's those are the things I'm getting getting tired of talking about. And that doesn't sound too angry. Oh yeah, that's right. Yes, you put that in there. And all the all the sound bites. That's great. <laughs> I added that to the end just so the two would match. Thank you. <laughs> yes. You'd like a job in our editing department? You can contact Fox Sports Radio. There will be an opening. Heads will roll. Uh, heads will roll. Well, when you're so focused. One final thing. When your sole focus of your entire franchise is to lose, which is what the Lakers are doing right now, you have officially crossed over. You are now, there's no debate, you are a laughing stock, right? This is a once proud franchise, the Lakers, who used to put a premium on winning. And the historians have forgotten about that. There used to be a time where they they proudly bragged about having that focus, that tunnel vision only on victories, whatever it takes to win. And even a couple years ago, the first lady of the Lakers, Jeannie Buss, do you remember what she said? Jeannie Buss, the Laker owner who's trying to fight to keep the team, she'll be in probate court soon. Jeannie Buss said that tanking would be, quote, unforgivable. She claimed it was, quote, irresponsible and doesn't belong in any league. Now, here we are. That was a couple years ago. Here we are, a couple years later, and it has become one of the core tenets of what the Lakers stand for. They have latched on to this false hope about the draft lottery, and there are several reasons that is bad. It is a design flaw. It teaches bad habits. You create a culture of losing. And the Lakers have been bad at the draft lottery. Why would they be any different? People put all their eggs in Magic Johnson's basket. Have you seen some of the players that Magic recommended over the years? And you're going to give that guy a lottery pick? The number three pick? And here's another thing that many people don't bring up. Generally speaking, the lottery doesn't work. The examples have worked wonderfully that everyone uses. They use San Antonio that tanked for Tim Duncan and David Robinson even before that long ago. And the Cleveland Cavaliers, who blatantly tanked to get LeBron James. They use those two examples. They fail to mention teams like Sacramento, teams like Philadelphia, that regularly have done this type of thing, and they have ended up with a bag of poop at the end. And the Lakers have their own bags of poop. They have three of them. They have Julius Randle, garden variety player, D'Angelo Russell, who's bad, and Brandon Ingram, who it's too soon to tell, but looks like Skeletor. And, and, And they want to go back again. The definition of insanity. So, but hey, good for them. I'm, I'm actually part of me is kind of happy because I, I, I remember back in the old days the, the Clippers did this kind of thing. And I got upset when they would do it, and now the Lakers have followed in the old Donald Sterling playbook. What is are. still wrong with the Clippers? Go, going down that road, Eddie Garcia. 
39-point loss. You know, if you play hard, you are never going to lose an NBA game by 39 points. It is an impossibility to do. But if you dog it, you will lose by 39 points. And there's proof. Well, clearly with the uh, – I know Dang and Mozgov are not uh, star players to say the least. $130 million. Hard to believe that, uh, you know, the the move to tell those guys, we don't need you to play anymore, we're going to play these other guys – some of them who are you know, not really legitimate yeah. NBA players is, is not a sign that they're tanking. Well, you, you can do whatever you want, Eddie, in the NBA. You can rest healthy players and get away with it. You can. That's true. It's yeah. a joke. I think these, all these teams that rest players, the Clippers are going to rest a bunch of guys in Denver in the game Thursday night. No one will be watching because of the tournament, but they should be fine for that. The Golden State Warriors should be fine for what they did. Uh, San Antonio should get a punishment for when they rest players. And when teams tank, what I would do is I would say, well, I'm going to keep your first-round draft pick, but I believe you tanked, so your pick will be at the end of the first round, and we'll move everyone up. When do the fans get to tank on the prices they pay for the tickets? That's <laughs> yeah. what I would like to know. No, no, they don't care about you. You are irrelevant. You notice how quiet Danny G and Cooper have been on this? They have nothing to add to this. Oh, you boy, you're that? poking them now with I'm not stick. poking them at all. I have, they have nothing. There's no defense for this. What, their defense, let me guess, a classic Danny G red herring. What about the Clippers? Uh, right? You going to go there, Danny Not, G? I, there's, trust me, there's tons of ammunition in that, but no. No. Because I know that your great Clippers monologue is going to be in the fifth hour of the show. Um, well, I'll see. There you no, go. I you, don't, you did exactly what well, I expected it, you to do. Is, isn't it true? Defend your guys. Go ahead. Defend them. I'm not going to defend, defend them. Defend what they're doing. I, I didn't like the last two draft picks. I was very yeah. open and honest about that when they happened. Yeah. You were super sarcastic on the air the other day talking about D'Angelo Russell. He sucks. I never liked that draft pick to begin with. I, I was told by a coach, uh, a guy that coached in the NBA, an uh, assistant coach, after they drafted him that it was a panic move by the Laker front office. And, and I've seen no evidence that he's any good, D'Angelo Russell. Are you nervous at all about what's going on with the other team in L.A., though, honestly? Uh no, I'd like to see them play better. Yes, I think they're not they're not playing any defense at all. The Clippers have been an atrocious defensive team for the past month, uh, and if they that, 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 here's the problem, they got to lock in. They're not part of me believes they will lock in when the playoffs start that they're just going through the motions and they don't care where they finish in the Western Conference standings. Well, suddenly now OKC is just a game and a half behind them. And the, I know the Clippers wanted to get up to the fourth spot. It looks like well, they might they fall. Say. They're not trying. Like they're not playing like yeah. they want to get up to the fourth. Well, spot. I was uh, listening to our great uh, flagship AM five seventy on the drive into the studio. You were here. listening to Clipper propaganda. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and James took a call. And the first caller he took, James, who's the Clipper post. Yeah, host. the first call he took was a Clippers fan that saying, was "A Dick and Dayton move you just pulled right there." Didn't <laughs> yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, James said, uh, "Those in Minnesota on K fan know who does Clipper talk." <laughs> I'm very familiar. Yes, um, he he took a call. And the first caller said, James, don't worry. We're going to be all right. I think what we're doing is we're tanking so we could get the seventh seed. No. Because we don't want to play the Warriors in the second round. They're not tanking. They're just a bunch of slugs. They don't want to play defense until the playoffs start. The question is, can you get away with that? Can you all of a sudden flip the switch in the playoffs and then become a a decent defensive team? They don't have to be great defensively. They just have to be average uh, defensively. They're not very good. Right now, they're not a good defensive team. But here's the difference between the Clippers and Lakers. They got a shot. The Lakers have no chance. The Lakers aren't even trying. That's the difference. Well, I feel like a lot of the house is going to be cleaned out during the offseason. Let's hope so. I, okay. They'll just bring more bad players in, though. That's the problem. No, it may take some time, but yeah, I, I think yeah. some good talent's going to finally arrive. Because uh, right now, yeah. obviously, it's not the case. Yeah. 
right, it's uh, the Ben Maller Show on Fox, 877-99 on Fox, if you'd like to take part. We have Ask Ben later this hour. Your questions are our, our answers. Use the hashtag Ask Ben. That'll be coming up in a little bit. It is being described as the worst game the NBA has seen in a decade. Who played the worst game we've seen in the NBA in a decade? We'll get to that, and we'll do it next. The Ben Malmer Show is 79% more enjoyable when you join us on Twitter. It's the back doorway to be heard on the radio. You can message the Maller Posse by following Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can follow and tweet at our technical producer. He plays all the music and most of the funny sound bites of the Ben Maller Show. His first name is Danny. His last name, we don't know. But you can follow him at Danny G Radio. And at the top of your lungs, scream, Where are the white women at? Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. We'll tell you who had arguably the worst game in the NBA in a decade. Happened last night. We'll get to that in a moment. Right now, though, Boo Man is on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Boo Man. How you doing, brother? Where you been, been, Boo Man? We haven't talked to you in a while. Yeah, um, the night of the election when Trump was named the winner. You left the country? One of his butthole uh, supporters set my place on fire. No way. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious, man. I've been homeless, man. Uh, (laughs) I'm uh, sorry about that. uh, uh, calm down, Boo Man. All right, you'll hear that on the podcast. Now, uh, now, now, Boo Man, what city are you in, Boo Man? I'm in Los Angeles. You're man. in a, really? It happened yeah. in L- oh man, I'm sorry, Boo Man. I hope you. Yeah. Hope you get back. So, and, that, and, then, and then when 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 Pitt from Pittsburgh called talking about he was a Trump supporter outside shoveling snow. That's not all he was shoveling. But anyway, <laughs> all right. Um, yes. I called to get on his case, man. Because number one, he should blow his nose before he gets on the phone because he's he's uh, real nasal. Yeah. Okay. I understand. Now, do you want to boo him? Is that going to be your first? Yeah, boo? I want to boo him. All right, but boo. I still want to roast him. You want to roast him and boo yeah, him? I want to roast him. I understand. Number one, when he was born, the doctor instead of slapping instead of slapping him on the butt, they slapped his mom. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. I've never it's heard. Back, I've never heard back. that. I've never, <laughs> I've never heard that before. Yes. He I'm was. Never. He. He's the reason I believe in abortion. Uh, is that right, Boo Man? <laughs> Very harsh, Boo Man. This is a harsh Boo Man now. Harsh. Hey. But anyway, man. Hey, happy New Year, man. To you well, guys, man. Well, listen, and- Boo Man. Listen to me. Be good, all right? We we miss you. You were big. Okay, yeah, well, I'm back, man. Uh, I, uh, I have been in traction, though. Playing, I'm still playing butt-naked twister with big girls. <laughs> 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 Danny G, he's shaking his head yes. He said, you know, you guys got to do what a guy's got to do. You That's gotta... what I'm talking Hey, big girls need love, too. Absolutely, yes. They're big. They love the big girls. Well, that's at least that's sir. some cardio. That's some cardio for them. <laughs> <laughs> More cushion for the pushing. <laughs> You're a big stud. All right, thank you, Boo Man. One love, man. All right, there you go. The great Boo Man. You're a big lady, and you need some loving. Boo Man's the guy for you. He'll take care of you. <laughs> uh, let's go to Nick, who's in Youngstown on Fox Sports Radio. We've asked Ben coming up in a couple minutes your questions and our answers. Hello to you, Nick. What's going on, brother? Welcome, Nick. What do you want to rant about? What's hey, man, I'm talking. You're talking about teams tanking, right? Yes, yes. Cleveland Browns have had the first round draft pick for like the last seven years, and they still suck. So, what's your philosophy on that? I would blow the whole franchise up. I would. I would send them to the Canadian Football League. You ain't lying. I would. I would trade out. 
whoever won the Canadian Football League last year, I just flipped. The Canadian winner would come in, and then the NFL winner would have to play Canadian teams the next year. Yeah. Dude, look, they should be playing against Youngstown State. That's all I'm saying. I, that, that's a very nuanced Horrible. position. Yes, I like that. Youngstown State. They, the Browns would lose to Youngstown State, though, wouldn't Absolutely. they? Absolutely. Jimmy Trestle's still – Jimmy Trestle's uh, – Running it, so you you know he's what I mean. Not, he's not running. He's like, doesn't he have some administration job or something like that? No, he's president. He's president. That's Young an administration Cubs. job, isn't it? You're pushing paper. Hey, well, yeah, he's a yeah, he's a pencil pusher. Yeah, but what it, it is, what it is. You know what I mean? Oh, I love that line, Nick. It's one of my favorite everything. All right, thank you, Nick. All right, All right brother. All right, Nick just wanted to rip the Browns. Uh, Rashad is in San Antonio. We go to the Alamo City, and a lot of concern. The Spurs lost to the Blazers last night. That's embarrassing. Hello. Who cares? What? Who cares about the Spurs? Uh-huh. I'm a Lakers fan. Oh, man. my, apolo- my fan. apologies to you. <laughs> man, to, for you to say we don't have any talent, man, for you to say that B.I. is elator, man, how you going to do my man like that? Well, what did, and, I, what and, did and, I say that was incorrect? D-Lo, D-Lo, D-Lo is a good point guard, man. Oh, really? He's a good, he's a good what, point guard. Are you re- look, look at his numbers. Are you, he, are you not, related to him? He's not the cat. Go ahead. Are you related to him? Are you, uh, you know, I'm not related not to related him. To him. I'm not related to Why him. Why are you getting so angry? He puts up 15 and six uh, every time he's on the floor. Yeah. All right. You know I, I would like. I'm, you're the perfect guy. To, I want to pay off my tees. Can I play off my tees with you? I would like to do that. Will you allow me to do that, Rashad? Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Hold, hold on, Rashad, because I want to pay it off on the other side. We got a hard network clock here, and you know I always follow the clock. I preach to my staff. We must follow the clock. I, every day I deliver a sermon to my staff. I say we must. There's one thing we do here. We can't be soft on the clock. We have to have a hard network clock. I push the buttons here of my people. Oh, that is. I, I annoy the people I work with here. I'm guilty at the end of every show because I bother them so much to follow the network clock. All right, so listen, Rashad's still there. I'm going to give him the story. The worst NBA performance of the last ten years. We'll also have asked Ben. Your questions, our answers, all of it in 60 seconds. No long commercial break. But first, let's find out what's trending. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico. Fox Sports Radio Studios, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. And now back to Ben Maller. We got to ask Ben coming your way in a couple of minutes. We'll get back to Rashad. I got to point out that Lynn who's a big listener in Minnesota, very violent woman. Uh, Lynn is very violent. She wanted Coop to come in and punch me. She asked uh, Justin Cooper, she said, if I were you, Coop, I would get up, I would take a walk to the other room, live on the air, and go thump. Uh, that's what she said. She wants, Lynn, listener Lynn, what a very, uh, this is a troubled woman. She wants Coop to take a swing at me. Hey, where are the white women at? In this case, Minnesota. But she wants to attack me. Well, that's not all that unusual. Eddie. You know, kind of that's, that's criminal activity. That's right up there with Mark threatening to kill me last year. I wouldn't. Justifiable that homicide. That's assault. She was, she was probably joking. I don't think she was. Call the police, Coop. No. Uh, Ru- yeah, they're on their way. Rashad, San Antonio. Now, Rashad, you were calling up a moment ago, and you liked D'Angelo Russell. Am I right? Am I? If I said anything wrong? You're absolutely right. All right, man. all right. <laughs> I will now present to you the worst NBA game in at least ten years. 
your boy, D'Angelo Russell, your guy, D'Angelo Russell, last night against the Rockets, 2 of 10 from the floor, uh, 5 points, 2 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, 7 turnovers, and in 25 minutes, and he fouled out of the game. Now, why is that the worst game in 10 years? D'Angelo Russell of the Lakers, the first player since 2007, Josh Smith did it in 2007, to foul out having more turnovers than fouls and having fewer points than fouls. In fact, I'm told there are only two players, Josh Smith and D'Angelo Russell, who have done it this century. That's it, two. Defend your guy. Okay, I'm going to defend him like this. The kid is 20 years old. Oh, uh, the, the, the youth the youth defense. Brandon, Brandon, hold up, hold up. Yeah. Brandon Ingram is 19, okay? Julius Randle is 21, 22. Yeah. If you, you know if you're if you're if you're if, if there's no guarantee these kids are babies. This is these the fallacy. You are follow, you are falling for the fallacy of youth is what you're doing. Okay, tell me how many 19-year-olds ain't had a bad ain't, ain't had a bad game. Maybe even the worst game on earth. Tell me, tell me how many young kids. Can I'm not worried. I'm not worried about. I'm not worried about the, the other one. I'm tell not worried me, about the other that. one. I'm worried about D'Angelo Russell because you're you're a Laker fan. You like this guy. Defend him. I, I don't like care. I don't care about the other guys. Defend him. You know he's going to be gone in the offseason. They're going to trade him. You know that. That's exact. That's the thing. Everybody, they're tanking. They're 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 rest, They're putting the starters on the bench and everything. They're trying to evaluate talent so they can figure out what kind of moves they want to make in the offseason. And absolutely, us fans want them to tank. We don't want to lose a, a top. So we don't want to uh, okay. lose a, a pick. And yeah. when we have another pick, you, you realize got for, you've uh, got you you've tanked for three years and you have three bad players. You don't have a great player. You've drafted it's three the players. Hangover from Kobe. Uh-huh. Jelly Bean Bryant. Uh-huh. All right. Well, you can you can blame it's the blame ultimate hangover. Blame Kobe. It's, it's like just like yeah. my Broncos. Just oh, like yeah. my Broncos. No. <laughs> I can't handle Bronco tie. Thank you, Ben. There is hope though because your Clippers tanked for thirty years and you're finally decent. So yeah, and they hope. weren't decent until they made a trade for a good player. Yeah, Chris Paul. Tra- yeah, a player that should have been on the Lakers had it not been for Mr. Uh, Stern. <laughs> Again, you tried to trade a crack addict to get oh, Chris Paul. On. Lamar Odom was a nobody, crack addict. He ended up in threw, rehab. How come no one threw such a big stink over the DeMarcus Cousins trade? Because Cousins isn't that good. Chris Paul's a Hall of Famer. DeMarcus Cousins <laughs> is not a Hall of Famer. There's a difference there. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, listen, everyone's got a to-do list. Drop off the dry cleaning. Pick up some milk. We have an idea for you. Let's add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. And the good thing is you don't have to drop off or pick up anything all you have to do is go to where? You know where. Geico.com. And then in 15 minutes, which is really nothing, you could be saving 15% or more on your car insurance. It's extra money in your pocket. It just may be the most rewarding to do that you do today. It's now time for. Time for. Well, hurry, hurry. I can hardly wait. Ask Ben. Twitter. Send us your questions on Twitter now. And it is Ask Ben in the here and now. Your questions are answers for the rest of the hour. As Larry King would say, the questions can be submitted on our Facebook page. Also via our Facebook page is Ben Maller Show if you've not been on there. And we had a great reaction to Ask Ben last week on there, the online version. This is the radio version, and you can endorse our show by following us on Facebook and also on Twitter, hashtag AskBen. You can follow any one of us on the show. My Twitter account is at 
Ben Maller. And listen to our podcast on iTunes, which means you cannot submit questions on that, but we just wanted to promote it. All right, Koopa Loop, I'll pass the microphone to you. And with great passion, you will provide us with these questions. All right, Ben, we're going to start off with a question for you. This is from Robert Reinhardt on Facebook. Hello, Robert. What's the story behind trying to trip up Cowboy while he does his end-of-the-show monologue? Uh, yeah, th- th- that's something that we've, we've done over the years. Now, Cowboy's been calling me for well over a decade, uh, he's, and he took about a two-year break, a hiatus to travel the world. But uh, Cowboy originally, would I would give him like three, four minutes, and he would just go on and on and on, and it got to the point where people were complaining that it was just boring, that Cowboy wasn't entertaining. So we came up with the idea, uh, some of the staff uh, on the show back in the old days, we said, let's spice it up. Let's dress up Cowboy's Call, and let's play some sound bites, and we'll mix it in. Now, originally, the plan was to just play sound bites every once in a while to not completely cover up Cowboy John Brad. This guy's a terrorist? Over the years, though, the, uh, the people that I work with have decided that let's just completely cover up everything that he says. And so that it, it started out with good intentions, and now it's just we completely cover everything he says. All right, uh, next. All right, Ben, uh... This is another question for you. This is from back-to-back and belly-to-belly. Yes, it is from Eddie Tarango on Facebook. Hello, Eddie. Do you feel that it's true that you were funnier when you were fat? Yes, I was much funnier. I was much more successful when I was obese. Uh, Like Dom DeLuise? I completely agree with that. Yeah, no, I am not funny at all. I am not funny. Should I do a whole rant about women comedians also? You want me to do that also? (laughs) Only fat people are funny. Women aren't funny. You know, regular skinny people aren't funny. You know, no. No, listen, people will say that, but uh, I, I agree. I was much more successful when I was fat. I should get back to that. We'll, we'll start with Shamrock Shakes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, this, is for, this is for everybody. This is from Ernie on Twitter. Have any of you ever walked out of a movie, and if so, what was it? Uh, yeah, I have, actually. I was uh, the last. I've done it a few times, but it's never been my choice because I do thorough research. If I'm going to spend the amount of money required to go see a movie, and fork over my radio money at the box office, I, I am going to make sure, I'm going to do my due diligence that I want to see that movie. But uh, when you go with people, generally women, sometimes they're not into the particular movie. The last movie I walked out of was Ted 2. Walked out of it. Wife didn't like it. She was in a bad mood. We walked out. That's it. What about you, Eddie? Uh, I have never done that. I, I am very selective about the movies I go to for the same reasons that you mentioned. I'm, if I'm going to invest the time and money, I'm going to be pretty damn sure that I'm going to like it. I did fall asleep in a movie once. I've, I've done only, that. I've done that. Yeah, it was a Funny Farm with Chevy Chase. Not funny. Yeah. yeah. All right, Danny, what about you? Yeah, Big Ben, uh, same thing. I, my go-to move would be to fall asleep if it's not very good. But I remember walking out of the Titanic movie what? You yeah, made, you I, made it three hours and then I walked out. Right? Yeah, I was hosting a morning show at the time. You know, it's hard to see movies when you're on that sleep pattern. Yeah, it's tough. And it, I just wasn't feeling hot. And by the second hour, I was like, "Wow, this is just going on forever." So I left that movie. You skedaddled out of there. Yeah, my move if I if I do get dragged to movies I don't like, I just eat popcorn the whole time. And I don't look at the screen. What about you, Coop? You ever walked out on a no, like never li- liar, liar, or something like that? <laughs> I've wow. never walked out because I'm I'm too frugal. I I want to stay and get all of my money's worth. Yeah, but I'll 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 kind of do what uh what Eddie does. It, like the worst movie I've ever seen. I believe it was called White Noise. It was like a horror That's movie. 
Um, I just decided to take a nap during that one. You took a nap. Yes. Okay. The movies are a really good place to take a nap if there's not people around you. Well, especially nowadays with those really comfortable chairs. Yeah. Solid. All right, it's Ask Ben. Your questions are answers. We keep the train down the tracks. The conductor's the coupe de loop. And uh, we'll have more. You want to pause for the cause right now? All right, we'll pause for the cause. We'll have more of Ask Ben. Your questions are answers. Keep them coming. Use the hashtag Ask Ben for the rest of the hour. The rest of the hour. Bonus Ask Ben. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. There is a whirlwind of excitement going on around the show Reddit page. Search our subreddit, Ben Maller Show, and get the latest authentic listener-generated content about the Maller Militia. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. An essential part of the radio landscape. It is Ask Ben and back at it again. This is we're not going to waste time. No boondoggling here. Let's get back to it and coop the loop with the reading of the questions on Ask Ben. All right, Ben, we have a question from Andrew in Fremont. Hello, Andrew. Yes, Andrew says uh, this is for the crew. I've met him. He says, uh, since tomorrow is my birthday. Hmm? Yep, happy-, happy, happy birthday, you old man. Piece of paradise for Andrew. <laughs> yes, happy birthday, Andrew in Fremont. He says, since tomorrow is my birthday, what is the be- or the worst present you have ever received on your birthday? Uh, socks. Socks, uh, as an adult. For your birthday? Yeah. Oh, that's supposed to be like a Christmas one. That's, that's- Well, I'm Jewish, so I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's a good point. but... Uh- yeah, a few years ago. That's the point I realized my life has taken a turn for the worst. That I've officially become an adult and it's there's no going back. No toys. You get socks. Uh Eddie, what about you? The worst This this uh, might sound bad, but played play broccoli? No, I was given a dog when I was a kid and I had no <laughs> desire to have a dog oh, because I knew I was gonna have to pick up the poop and take it for walks and everything. Oh, Eddie, the love of a I dog. I love dogs. Though. We I have two dogs now, I love them to death. But as a kid, I I really didn't I wanted video games. I didn't want a dog and I got a dog. Too much work. Yeah. yeah. We ended up giving him away later. I'm sure you did. You just let him run away, drive out to the countryside. No, no, we gave him to a to a friend who wanted him. Run free. What was the dog's name? Solo. Oh, well, it really was Solo. <laughs> yeah. about you. Danny G? I had an aunt from out of town show up, and she had a box of Air Jordans for me. And I was so excited, but I hadn't seen her in a couple years, Ben. They were like size 9. And I couldn't do anything about not fitting into them. I tried to cram them onto my feet, too. What, what size shoe do you wear? 11, 11 and a half oh, in Nikes. Not, yeah. No, that's not happening. Yeah, that's not so I was, this was a couple, a few the, years ago. Cut the, yeah. like, the toes so, off? Yeah, I wanted to. I was like, <laughs> damn it! She couldn't, like, return them? No, they well, she lives far away and, you know. Send them to her. No. <laughs> right? All right. Uh, what about you, Coop? Well, see, now this, this wasn't for my birthday, but I got to bring it up because when I think of, of bad presents, I immediately go to this. And I feel comfortable saying this because I know my mom doesn't listen to the show. Uh, Neither do any of our relatives. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they all hate the show. <laughs> but, uh, when, when I graduated from high school, my mom got me a Denver Broncos steering wheel cover. <laughs> oh, really? That was, that, was, that was it. Just this leather Broncos steering wheel cover. When my sisters graduated from uh, oh, high go. school three years later, mm-hmm. they each got brand new laptops. Yeah. That's similar. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Uh, I mean, just, just because their grade point average was way better than mine, they should get a better present? I don't know. 
At least you. I wonder can, why. You can hear in his voice that he's he got over it. Still, no, no I joke. still graduated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Still walked across the stage. Come on. I, I believe your mom. Her words were, "We should get a present for putting up with you <laughs> in school." I think that was the way your mom looked at it. So. All yeah. right. Uh, here's a question for everybody. This is from uh, Stephen Wolfram on uh, on Twitter. The Wolf. Yes. Uh, if you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be? Oh, this is easy. I, I would be a eucalyptus tree. You know, I, I, I grew up Because you want koala bears well, crawling well, no, all over no, you? No, no. I, I, where I grew up, there was a big street of eucalyptus trees. And when I would play baseball on the front of my house, first base was one eucalyptus tree. In the middle, a second base was another. And then third base was a third eucalyptus tree. So- for me, it brings back great memories. And they're gigantic trees, and they, they live a long life, like hundreds of years and stuff, or at least 100 years. So I'd be eucalyptus. What about you, Eddie? Oh, I'd just be a good old solid oak tree. Oh, look at that. That's easy. Danny G, what kind of tree would you be? I think I would be indica. <laughs> kick, always smiling, kick back, having yeah. fun. I think we know what kind of tree. I think, yeah, I think we know. He took my answer. (laughs) You're more like sativa there. No, see, those are those are plants, though. They're not really trees, so that doesn't really count for this answer. Uh, So I'll I'll take it seriously and I'll say sequoia. Because sequoia, yeah, yeah, you know, have you seen the big sequoia trees? I haven't, and I and I would I would like to, but um, I've always been the shortest person, always. And uh, I think it'd be nice to be taller than everybody for once. Huh. So I'd go, I'd go Sequoia. <laughs> Look down at everyone. Yes. All right, it's Ask Ben your questions, our answers. Can we sneak a quick yeah, one? Yeah, uh, another quick one uh, from Wally on Twitter. Hello, Do Wally. you know how to drive a manual transmission? Uh, no, I don't. I uh, yes, I uh, yeah. learned to drive on a manual transmission. Yeah. yeah. Spotty. I, I yeah. I, I wouldn't. You wouldn't want me to valet yours. Coop, what about you? Nope, haven't even attempted it. Yeah, I know. I would never want to have a manual. No, why would you? I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you know, hold your drink in your hand. Is, is there sakes. a big demand for manual transmissions? Are they coming back in vogue, like flip phones? Am I missing something here? Did I, I not, not? Did I not get the memo on that? A couple months ago, we ranted about Tony Romo because he released a, a statement, a prepared statement. He came out and read it, and it read like a hostage letter. And clearly it was premature because now, months later, the Cowboys are holding Tony Romo hostage, and there's some other quarterbacks looking for work, too. It's a big quarterback shuffle in the NFL. We'll talk about that. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you. 15% 15% or more on your car insurance, just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. This is going to be a week. We are looking at a week now. Tony Romo from when he was supposed to be released by the Cowboys, and then the Cowboys say, well, maybe we'll trade him. And so now it's been a week since that has happened, and nothing has taken place at all. Tony Romo still hanging out. The Cowboys waiting. They have time on their side. The Cowboys can wait as long as they want. And so while the Broncos and Texans, they have to play the waiting game. It's a high-stakes game of chicken with the Cowboys because the Cowboys think they can get a draft pick for Romo, and the Broncos and Texans are like, no, you can't. The rest of the NFL is left to fight for chicken feed, and that's the part I wanted to talk about. Take the Jets, for example. J-E-T-S, suck, suck, suck. The uh, latest on the Jets. Always fun to talk about this time of the year. Not fun to talk about when the regular season starts. 
But there's a report out that the Jets are considering three veteran quarterbacks. Now, these guys have been mentioned individually uh, before. Well, Cutler has. Jay Cutler, one of the names. Colin Kaepernick and Robert Griffin III have all been mentioned. Now, you would be hard-pressed to find a more explosive combination of Drek than those three quarterbacks. And, and so, uh, as a consultant, we often point out, unpaid consultant and underappreciated for the NFL teams, I feel like it is my job, my, my responsibility to advise the Jets on what they should do at the quarterback position. And if that's the list, Cutler, Kaepernick, and RG3, my advice, punt. That's my advice. You punt the ball away. You punt. Now, let me walk you through this real quick. First of all, having to decide between that trio of quarterbacks is kind of like deciding, would I rather be stabbed, choked, or bludgeoned to death? Which one would I prefer? The outcome is going to be the same. You're going to get a quarterback that can't play. So what's the point? It's a pointless situation. If the goal is to eventually win, and that's that's a big if with the Jets, right? They're always bad. Dysfunction for the Jets. If the point's to win, then you avoid all of this. These are losers. Uh, Jake Cutler has completely gone haywire with the Chicago Bears. There is zero evidence from his recent performance, his recent body of work, that he has figured things out. And he's coming off an injury. Double whammy. Colin Kaepernick, at one time a football prodigy. Kaepernick gets talked about positively by some football people because he used to be uh, the dynamo, right, when the 49ers went on that magic ride and played Baltimore in the Super Bowl where the lights turned out. But it would be a waste of time. You're not getting that Colin Kaepernick. You're getting someone who hasn't been good in years, is more worried about his social justice warrior lifestyle. He has regressed, not progressed. It got so bad. How bad did it get? You remember who replaced Colin Kaepernick in Santa Clara last year, Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert. He's available also if you want him. And then you've got RG3, who's essentially on his last legs. Now, RG3 could sign with the Jets as a backup as long as he doesn't have to play. If you want a dependable pocket passer, a pro-style offense requires that. RG3 has shown he is not that. Same with Colin Kaepernick, uh, for that matter. And uh, Jay Cutler's just bad. Uh, So, in other words, this is an embarrassing list of quarterbacks the Jets are supposedly considering. And secondly, so what would you do if that's the, the problem? Anybody can throw darts, give a solution. All right? I will give a solution. I have answers, and I have options. Now, door A is to go conservative. Door number A is to go conservative. Gang Green needs to open up a quarterback battle, which will not create any excitement, but certainly is a better avenue than going with Kaepernick, Cutler, or Griffin. And that would be have Bryce Petty and Christian Hackenberg have these guys duke it out legitimate old-school quarterback battle between Bryce Petty and Christian Hackenberg. Embrace the unknown. Because if the Jets sign any of those three veteran quarterbacks, you know for a fact that you are getting a flawed and likely damaged 
veteran quarterback. There is a chance, it's a small one, a very small chance that Bryce Petty or Hackenberg are going to be at least an average quarterback in the NFL. More importantly, they do not bring the carry-on baggage that those three players I mentioned bring. It's fair to say they would not be met by the Jet fan with hostility and hysteria. And so you go that direction. The Jet fan would be, I'll use the word, indifferent. Indifferent to Bryce Petty and Christian Hackenberg. New York could also go and get someone like Chase Daniel, who just got let go by Philadelphia. But he's a backup. He doesn't play. Now, option B, behind door number B, is the unorthodox approach. And that would be if the Jets want to create some buzz and they want to bring in a quarterback that would get the tabloids lighten up, the people that put the, the page six together, the other gossip uh, operations in New York would love it. And that would be to go to a rehab clinic deep in the heart of Texas and say, hey, Johnny, you want to come play some football? Johnny Manziel, make it a reality show, Johnny Football's pigskin revival. And considering that the Jets will do anything for publicity, they got Tim Tebow a couple years back. They didn't need Tim Tebow, but they got him. Uh, so there you go. There's, there are the options. A, you just keep the young quarterbacks, Bryce Petty and Christian Hackenberg. You go down that road. If you want to go unorthodox and bring in a, a quarterback that's played in the NFL, Johnny Football. All right, it's the, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Now today, today, if you're listening live in a few hours, and if you're on the podcast, I don't know when it is. Maybe it's already over. The NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament. And something we like to do around this time is go inside the nonsense, the gambling numbers for the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament. And I thought we would do that now. And let's do it. Let's dive down. Now, will we get – I have some of the odds here for the, the final four and uh, in, the, in the entire tournament. Now, you've already filled out your bracket. If you have not done that yet, this is the last call to action on our bracket. Go to foxsportsradio.com and click on the link in the upper part of the webpage there, and you can play in a league with us. Now, all the shows on Fox Sports Radio, just about all of them are in this. I'm not worried about their shows. I'm worried about our show. But if if you haven't filled out a bracket yet or if you've filled out 17,000 other brackets, why not make it 17,001? We'd love to have you in our bracket. Uh, you can compete. There's a lot of machismo on the line here for this, so we want you to be a part of it. But here are the odds on who the NCAA champion will be uh, as far as the seed is concerned. There is a one-in-nine chance, which is overwhelming, that the champion of the tournament will be between a one-in-four seed. So if you bet on a five seed or an eight seed or a nine seed, you're likely going to lose. Now, I've seen two different versions on who the favorite is to win the entire tournament. Uh, Some have Kansas. Some have North Carolina. Duke, Villanova have all been randomly mentioned. The last ones I saw, North Carolina, the last odds I saw, North Carolina was the favorite going in. What are the odds that all four number one seeds reach the Final Four, the ultimate chalk Final Four? 35 to 1. However, there are really good odds that two number one seeds will end up going to Arizona. Those are 5 to 2 odds. We'll bring in Edmund Dallas Garcia. Who's going to be the most outstanding player? 
in the NCAA tournament this year, Eddie, who do you think it's going to be? The most outstanding player. Uh, boy, I have no idea. All right. Uh, the favorite. Now, I've got two different books, offshore books. Bovada's going with Luke Kennard of Duke as an 8-1 to choice to be the most outstanding player of the tournament. Josh Hart of Villanova is 10-1. to There's a bunch of players that are 10-1. to uh, Frank Mason of Kansas, Justin Jackson at North Carolina. There's a bunch of guys that are ten to one, and Alonzo uh, Ball is twelve to one on that list. Uh, so there's an idea. Here are some of the other fun prop bets. I thought we'd have some fun with this. Grayson Allen, you know who he is, Eddie? He plays yes, for Duke. Yes, I do. Yeah, he's the pampered uh, prep boy there at Duke. Uh, Grayson Allen. The odds that Grayson Allen gets a technical foul in this tournament uh-huh. are nine to one. What do you think? Yeah, I would definitely I'm gonna uh, go yes. I would say yes. Odds that Grayson Allen kicks or trips an opponent in the tournament. 49 to 1 odds. Now he's done this a lot. He's I'm going to go yes on this. I think it's uh, two reasons. A it's value, 49 to 1, you're getting pretty good odds on this. And B, it's he's kind of like Draymond Green in the respect that he just does it. I, I don't think he even realizes some of the times what he's doing. So I I'm going to bet on Grayson Allen of Duke at some point here in this tournament, assuming Duke doesn't lose their first game, that he will kick or trip an opponent. Plus, even if he kind of does it, the, the whole thing about the internet, Eddie, once you get a vine of it and you put it on the internet, a little clip, it'll look like he trips. So I'm going to go with yes. Well, that's there's a lot of gray area there. What is or what isn't a that's trip? That's true. You're right. If, if, he, if, you know, if he's moving his feet playing defense and his knee kind of sticks out, is that a trip? So. Yeah. I'll, I'll say yes as well. Okay. Under those yes. type of circumstances. Thank you. Uh, here are the, some more. These are actual prop bets. Uh, this is from our friends at Betting Dimes. Uh, you can bet some of these if you want. And uh, here are the odds. Will a famous alumnus get into a physical altercation at the site of the NCAA tournament game? Boy, that's an interesting 30 one. 30 to 1 odds on that. So, now, who that, that's like, who are we talking about here? We're talking about, uh, like, Michael Jordan at a North Carolina game or Jennifer Lawrence, uh, somebody like that at a Kentucky game. There could be a situation that breaks out. Uh, I'm going to go no on that. I don't think so. I'm gonna go no. yeah, I, don't, I don't recall. I'm sure it's probably happened at one point, but I don't recall that really okay. taking place, right. so I'd say no as well. Uh, will two coaches have a physical altercation during the tournament? 22 to 1 odds on that. I hope so because it would be great for our show, so I'm going to go yes. Again, gray area there. Yeah. What is physical altercation? Could it just be, you know, being held back or, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I'll say yes as well. Okay. That's, that's a broad interpretation. I hope that happens because that would be wonderful to talk about. Good conversation starter. How about this? Charles Barkley. Will Charles Barkley criticize Lonzo Ball's father during the tournament? That is 100%, Eddie. There's, I, I agree. He, yeah. he can't help himself because Barkley doesn't really know any of these teams, so he's just – throwing cliches out and platitudes, but he does know who LeVar Ball is. So you got to go yes on that. I would agree with you on that. All right, these are actual prop bets from the NCAA tournament. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. The games begin today. We'll have blanket team coverage of all the NCAA tournament games right here on Fox Sports Radio uh, throughout the day. Uh, The odds that at least one coach makes an anti-Donald Trump statement during a post-game press conference 15 to 1 odds on that. Uh, I'm going to go yes. Uh, I'm going to go yes. I think there's a there are some coaches that support Trump, but most do not. And so my man Boo Man, who's hanging out with the big ladies, is going to be happy, Boo Man, because I think that someone, I, 
I, in fact, I bet you multiple coaches. Because Trump, the great thing about President Trump, he'll say something that will get everyone talking, and then someone will ask these coaches, a reporter will ask these coaches about that, and then we'll get – a little bit of a rant. What do you think, Eddie? I disagree. He, okay. He's not interested in the tournament. He didn't fill out a bracket, and and I think we've uh, we've become accustomed to him uh, as the commander in chief at this point. Okay. I think it's uh, old news. Well, there are fifteen to one odds that there will be a negative statement, an anti-Trump statement. There are fifty to one odds that there'll be a pro-Donald Trump statement by a uh, someone, a, a coach in this tournament. It's uh, just words, folks. Yes, it's just locker room talk. And the final prop that we have here, the odds. That celebrities will attend a tournament game. Uh, well, we know that's going to happen. Well, no, but I have a list. Of, no, oh, no, I have a list. Of the actual, right, and right. Danny and Coop, you can chime in on this. Julia Louise Dreyfus. Will I'll she say a- no on that one. No, she. Yes, she's going to attend. Absolutely. What are you talking <laughs> about? You haven't been paying attention, Eddie. Come on. No. No. Her son is in the tournament. What's wrong with you? Yeah, Who's he I, play for? I saw that. Oh, Eddie. Have you watched Northwestern? You have not watched Northwestern. I have not watched Northwestern. All right, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to go yes on that. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm still going to say no. You're still say no. She's, she's a very nervous mother, so her the father will attend, but she will stay home and watch on TV. So her son, Charlie Hall, who's a forward on Northwestern, and she's not going no, to go. She's, she's too nervous to watch him in person. She's superstitious and, because she hasn't and, been attending the games in the past. And she's going to be busy running her muffin tops business. She will stay home. I like that you're locked into that position eddie Thank i like you. that you're very stubborn i appreciate yeah, that rich I res- hall will be there i yeah. respect that how about barack obama will he attend any of these games no he will not. uh he, you don't think he will he filled no. up too much too much crap goes on even though he's the former president he still have the secret service and all that hullabaloo i'm gonna yeah, say no yeah but everyone loves him they'd kiss his ass it would be great for him if, I, does gonna, he have a son playing in the tournament he's, he's gonna be watching no, but he's gonna be watching uh north carolina i'd say you think he'll shoot yeah. maybe to a north carolina he filled out a bracket did you see that he, he didn't he go all chalk in his bracket yeah he took north carolina right he took north carolina yeah by the way, I'm I'm anti chalk. I have no number one seeds in the final. Oh, this, you're gonna lose. I got two number ones, and then that's it. I only got two, no more than two. Ashton Kutcher will he attend a tournament game? Hmm. No, I don't. Where's he from? I don't care. Is he from? Uh... I don't think he will show up. But the odds are that he will. Uh, how about Michael I'll Jordan? I'll say no on that one. Too. Okay, Michael Jordan will he show up? Yes, absolutely. Guaranteed. Yes. How about Drake? Drake will show up oh, in the Final a, Four. The winning locker room. Yeah. <laughs> he's more of an NBA guy, though, isn't he? Does yeah, he, but he likes Kentucky. Is he Kentucky He's fan? a star effer, though. He'll, yeah. he'll go, he'll be, he wants to be on TV, so he wants to be where it's at. Isn't he friends with uh, Calipari? Isn't he Drake? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Bill Murray's on here. He'll show up. Uh, for he? Northwestern, because he's a big Chicago guy. Although he lives I in c- the Carolinas. Uh, I could see him yeah. uh, showing up for that. Yeah. How about Floyd Mayweather? Money Mayweather. We got any uh, regionals in Vegas? Well, Mayweather will... <laughs> at the. Uh, I think we do, right at that new arena for the. Uh, oh, the team hockey mobile team? arena. Do they? I don't know. All right. Uh, so uh, yeah, Mayweather will show up because he'll have a, like a five hundred thousand dollar bet. Yeah, on one of these I agree. Games, so he will show up. I'm gonna go yes. All right. So Ben Maller show on Fox eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. It's all about the weight. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. A night without the Ben Maller Show is like a daytime listening to one of those cookie-cutter radio programs. We are different. Join our community on Facebook at facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. We're going to play Factor Fiction coming up in a couple minutes. It is a weighty issue, though, 
Eddie Lacy. We told you he signed with the Seahawks, and there's more to the story. Uh, Eddie Lacy got a weight clause in his contract, and if he keeps the pounds off for the Seahawks this year, he can make an extra, wait for it, wait for it, $385,000 is what's on the line. It is one of the highest weight incentive deals in the NFL in recent years. Not quite the highest, though, because Allen Branch of the Patriots, big fat defensive tackle for the Patriots, he had a weight incentive clause in his contract for $400,000. You really got to love to eat to turn that down. Now, I, I love to eat myself, and I've been battling the bulge and lost a lot of weight and go to the gym every day after the show. That's where I'm headed, after the show. Go to the gym. Uh, I, If you offered me that kind of money, I would look like Brandon Ingram if I had to. I would be skin and bones. Uh, that's it. Just to get that cash. That's how I would I would do it. All right. Ben Maller's show on Fox. And a listener points out uh, that uh, Justin says that Bill Murray definitely will be at the Xavier games. Uh, I forgot about this, Eddie, but Bill Murray's son is an assistant coach. Oh, that's Luke right. Luke Murray. Remember that? From, yes, yeah, I do. He's been yeah. there for a couple of years. So, And Bill Murray coached Luke as a kid. Let's go to Jeannie in Medford, our college basketball expert, Jeannie in Medford. Hello, Jeannie. Hi. Happy, happy, but I'm not talking Chinese food. <laughs> no, I saw that in there in the smorgasbord. Yeah. Happy family. I go, what the hell is this? Now, crap? Jeannie, are you prepared now? Oh, I can't take it. Sports is good now without, I mean. Let's talk about running backs. Let's do it. All right. Latavius Murray, good move, bad move by the Vikings. Never heard of him. Okay. But, A- uh, Adrian Peterson, where is he going to end up? In the closet. Okay. Jamal Charles, that's right. Jamal Charles, where does he go? To Texas. Texas, all right. Thank you for that. Very good. I think she met the Houston Texans on that. And, Jeannie, a lot of people ask me on social media, and I say a lot, one, can you pick – can you please pick who's going to win the 2017 NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament? It begins. I told you, Kentucky. Kentucky. You're sticking with that. You're not changing. Well, I'm, now I'm starting to get a little scared of Tennessee in North Carolina. You're worried about Tennessee, really? Yeah. Why? Why would you be worried about Tennessee? I don't know. It's just a feeling. Yeah. Now. What's their mascot? Oh, probably, um, see, I lived in Nashville. That's why I get along with the Gormans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. Oh. No, I, I live right next door to Cole Porter. Okay. Uh, hold on. Now, Jeannie, somebody wants to talk to you, Jeannie. Oh, here we go. Flexus. No, 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 no. Uh, hello, Mystery Line. Will you say hello, Mystery Line? Uh... How about uh, bloody goat, some bloody goat beer for this young lady? The beer for winners. You know who that is. You don't know who that is. Yes, I do. That guy's like a son to me. His name's DJ. No, that's not his name. His name is he's the Doc. Doc How you Mike. doing, JD? This is Doc from Chicago. Oh, Jeannie's nervous. Look, she got all quiet. No, I, 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 sometimes I have to think. 
I'm thinking. Tick, tick, tick. No. Now, Jeannie, haven't you ever worked at a place in Chicago? I mean, you've been everywhere, right? You've oh, Nashville, man, LA, the first time or... I went to Chicago, I couldn't believe it. I go, why are all these headlights coming down the middle of the road? And there was a train in the middle of the freeway. I'm like, what Give the me heck a call when you that? get to Chicago, honey. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Doc wants to see you. The good Doc will show you around Chicago. I want to get a private train car. <laughs> All right. Hey, I, I will lose my job if this continues any longer, but uh, thank you. Fascinating conversation. And if you ever wondered why I have been a staple of overnight radio, it is moments like that. And uh, Jeannie, a big fan of, of Tennessee. That's 16 and 16 team. Very impressive uh, at Tennessee. Boy, are they great. All right. Uh, we will have fact. Or fiction. We'll get to that in 60 seconds. No long commercial break. But first, let's find out what's trending. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Now back to Ben Maller. And we will have fact or fiction in a moment. I was just looking at Obama's bracket, and one of the teams I have going to the Final Four, he has losing in the second game. So he's he's wrong. Uh, he's not right. He won a lot of chalk. He went North Carolina, Kansas, Duke, which is a two-seed, and Arizona. That's the, that's the list there of uh, teams for the former president. And right now, let's get to it. Here we go. Is it fact or fiction? Let's face some raw facts. That's a fact, yeah. On the Ben Maller Show. And it is fact or fiction. Let's welcome in our celebrity panel, the best and the brightest from all over the United States and Canada. And parts in between fact or fiction, our judges are ready to go. We start out with the power couple. Bradenton, Florida, the spring training home of the Pittsburgh Pirates, the Buckos. And we say hello to Leslie along with Jack the Judge. Hello, Leslie. Hello, Ben. It's so cold down here today, I I can't even invite you today. How cold is it? What are we talking about? The degrees. Bitter, bitter. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. I feel your pain, yeah. It was 93 degrees two days ago in uh, Los Angeles. 90, where I am, uh, well, I'm in the desert, so it's yeah. Ah, everything good, Leslie? Have you been to a spring training game yet? Uh, uh tomorrow. Really? Uh, who are the Pirates playing tomorrow? I don't. Um, I don't forget. Know. Jack is going with his dear brother, who's coming down. Oh, nice. All right. Yeah. Very good. That'd be fun. Good time there. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, hold on a sec. Thank you, uh, Leslie. Hold on. There she goes. The lovely Leslie. Mr. Irrigation in Houston is going to be part of this. Hello, Mr. Hey, good morning, Dan. Hello. Now, Mr. Irrigation, you're very kind. I, are we allowed to say that? I don't know. You you hooked us up, so thank you. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're very, very welcome. That was, that was very cool. Uh, looking at that, I realize it's been about 15,000 years since the Dodgers won anything because it, now Mr. Irrigation hooked us up with these nice, like, championship rings that look like the real, like, thing. It's just amazing. And I compared it to, like, coops, and there's stones everywhere and all that. And the Dodgers say it looks like a high school class ring. 
Yeah. I have a new one coming for you, Ben. Uh, it's a birthday thing. Is it, is it the Clippers championship ring? Uh, is that... You know, uh, <laughs> there are a of those, but, but you're going to like what's coming. All right. I, I appreciate that, Mr. Irrigation Man. Uh, all right. Well, very, hold on a sec, buddy. Okay? Hold on. Okay. Uh, there he goes, Mr. Irrigation. Phylexis, the eight-toed drag queen is going to be part of this. Hello, Phylexis. Hi, Ben. God, Ben, the first time on the Ben Miller Show we have breaking news, and you you didn't catch it. First time ever, Jean from Memphis, she fought before she spoke. My God, I, I can't believe it. And uh, we're getting ready for the tournament. Rod, the ambassador to Bakersfield. Good morning, Ben. It's always a pleasure to speak to you. I'm a little worried, Ben. They traded uh, they traded our boy to uh, Seattle. Who's they? I don't know who they are. Uh... Well, I'm talking about the Packers. Oh, Trading yeah? Lacey, and uh, that kind of opens the door for Peterson, and that scares me because that means I'm, I'm going to be a Jacksonville fan. Yeah, you got all that Green Bay gear. What are you going to do with all that stuff, Rod? Well, I'm just going to have to put it away for a while, I guess, man. I'm not going to burn it. I spent too dang much money on so it. So your move would be if Peterson ends up with the Packers, you're done with them until he's off the roster. Is that your move? Well, it's, it just has to be that way, man. Yeah. It just has to be that way. You sound like Angry Bill right now without the well, racial overtones. Yeah. Well, I, well, besides getting my hours cut in half at work, uh, yeah, it's, it's just not going to make me happy. Oh, no, Rod. Do you want me to call your boss and have a word with your boss? I'll talk oh, to you. Yeah, that, that, oh, yeah, that'll really fix things. Yeah, yeah. you betcha. Heads will roll. Yeah. We, we, need, hey. we need Rod in Bakersfield. We need you to be part of our show. We, we do not need hours to be cut. Now, Ben, now, Ben, there's one thing. There's one good thing about it. My golf game's getting better, and I'll have time to bring you guys down some baby back rats. Yeah, Coop got all excited. He stood up. I'm not kidding. Coop just stood up out of his chair and put his thumb up. Way to go. Rah, rah. All right. Thank, hold on a sec, Rod. All right, uh, Michael in Nashville, the Music City. Hello, Michael. Yes, I would like to give a shout-out to President Trump. It took me three hours to get home from work because he decided to shut down Nashville for the day. Oh, was so Trump was Trump in Nashville? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see he that. He shut down all of Nashville and all interstates wow. surrounding it. That is one That's good really thing for those that live in Los Angeles. Obama, President Obama, was in L.A. about three times a month. I'm, I'm, I don't know that Trump will ever come to L.A. This is not a safe place for Donald Trump. Uh, so I don't know that he will ever visit. There's so many liberals in L.A. I don't think he will. So, yeah, he'll, he'll be hanging out there a lot, Michael. So be used to yeah, it. Yeah, his, his skin might burn out there, that's for sure. Yeah, all right. You see that president? The presidential motorcade, though, is a very impressive thing. Though They have, like, uh, fire trucks and ambulances and all kinds of – it's amazing, the presidential motorcade. All right, hold on a second, Michael. Um, Patrick in San Diego. Hello, Patrick. Good morning, Ben. Good morning, Eddie, Danny, Coop. Hey, Ben, you know how you were talking about you have never drank any coffee? Well, in the last hour, I did something that I had never done. And I know it's hard to believe because every secretary, anybody, is everybody's filled out a bracket. I have never filled out a bracket. And I did it on the Ben Muller bracket challenge <laughs> within the last hour. So I'm going to be the winner. First yeah. time, you know, you know, it's yeah. the first time luck, right? Yeah. Let the record show <laughs> that you just butchered my name, Patrick. You just. Oh, Ben Mahler. Sorry, that Ben. That was awesome. Yeah. Everyone, That's Danny right. G got excited. Coop turned, looked down. It was, they were excited. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uber Patrick. Uber. That's driver. me. Yeah. We know you. Uber Black Patrick. Come yeah. on now. You're not just a mere mortal Uber driver. You're the highest yeah. level 
of Uber. Yes. All right. Hold on a second. All right. Thank you. Yes. You're more than welcome. And in Chicago, Doc, Mike, we'll eventually get to the game. Uh, we will. I promise. We All these introductions. Uh, it's amazing. The introductions. Right, Doc? Yeah. How many times have I won this? You are the all-time leader, Doc, historically. six times. Yeah. And you know what? You're very fortunate to have that dream team over there, Justin, Eddie. It's uh, smoother than a beach body in Ecuador. <laughs> when are you going back to Ecuador, Doc? When are you heading back? Are you... December, early December. Early December. So you wait. Yeah, you're, three months. That's what all good Chicagoans do. You wait till the weather gets really nasty, <laughs> and, then, and then you get the hell out of Dodge. Get the hell you out are, of here. Let me head to O'Hare, and I'll get my passport, and I am gone. Yep. I am yeah. out of here. All right. Very good. Hold on, Doc. Uh, let's get to it. Here we go. That's our celebrity panel. These are a lot of judges this week. All right. The three stories, you listening in your car, listening to the podcast, listening at home, you know. I like to think you're staring at the radio, but that's not. Well, maybe you are now. All right, fact or fiction. Manny, uh, we'll give you three stories. You've got to figure out which of the three is not true. Separating fiction from fact. Story number one, Manny Ramirez negotiating free food in his new contract. Now, Manny, he's closing in on age 45. He's still playing baseball. He's currently in the Japanese Independent League. Ramirez signing a contract with the Kochi Island Fighting Dogs. The deal includes all kinds of perks, including the Iverson Clause that stipulates practice is optional. Not a game. We're talking about practice, but it also includes things like a hotel suite and unlimited sushi for the entire season. We're talking about practice. Not a fish. We're talking about sushi. I know. Sushi's a fish. Shut up. Uh, Tony Romo offered golf lessons. Story number two. Everyone is waiting with bated breath as Tony Romo is held hostage to see where he ends up. Where will the Cowboys send him? Will he be released? What's going to happen? I need to know. Well, one guy who's ready for that day is pro golfer Jordan Spieth. Spieth, who was born in Dallas, is actually a Houston Texans fan. TMZ caught up with Spieth earlier this week, and they asked the professional golfer, about a Romo to the Texan scenario, and Spieth looked right into the paparazzo's cell phone camera and said that if Romo joins the Texans, he'll coach up his golf game. Now, Romo loves golf. Could this get the deal done? Inquiring minds want to know. Story number three, Bill Belichick, your World War II documentary master. Got the offseason, got some downtime, Bill Belichick. And despite Belichick's rather monotone, dull, boring answers at news conferences, the Patriot head coach is a World War II buff, and he has decided to work on a World War II documentary. He was asked to do it. It's called D-Day over Normandy. It's a one-hour film. It's going to air on PBS stations later this spring. It was shot exclusively with drones and helicopter-mounted cameras, and Belichick did the voiceover work and less he didn't, and we made the whole thing up. Those are the three stories. Manny Ramirez, free sushi. Tony Romo could get golf lessons, but only if he goes to the Texans. And Bill Belichick voicing over a documentary about World War II. Let's find out which of these stories is not true. There's only one that's not true. Two of them are correct. Our judges are now going to check in, and we start out with Leslie, the power couple, 
in Bradenton, Florida, where it's very cold. Leslie's going to put on an extra jacket today, get that heating blanket out. Uh, Leslie, what's the answer? Well, these are great stories today, but i got to go with number three because we hate Bill Belichick. <laughs> I like it. I love it. Say hi to Jack for me. Have, have I'm on down when it gets warmer. All right. Have fun at that Buckos game. There she goes, Leslie. Mr. Irrigation checking in from deep, yes, sir. deep in the heart of Texas in Houston. What do you got for us, Mr. Irrigation? Which of these stories is not true? I do believe I know the answer, Ben. I am going to choose number two. Number two. All right. How confident are you, Mr. Irrigation? I am extremely confident, Ben. Oh. Almost as confident as I am that the pie guy will three feet tomorrow. No, he will not. No, he yes, will. He will. Don't, don't suck up. Yes, he will. Don't suck up to him. Don't yes, he will. No, 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 no. Right. Eight toed drag queen is named Phylaxis. We gotta pick up the pace here. Phylaxis, what's the answer? Well, I gotta go for the girl power again. I it worked out last week, so let's see this go, girlfriend. We hate Belichick. Number three. Rod, the ambassador to Bakersfield. Rod, what's the answer? Well, it's positively number two, Ben, without a doubt. Number two, Rod says. He's going with Mr. Irrigation, so we've doubled up on two and three. Michael, who enjoyed Donald Trump's visit to Nashville uh, and all the traffic that that provided. Michael, what's the correct answer here? Well, last week I went against Leslie, so I have to go with number three because I guess I have to hate Bill Belichick as well. Okay. Even in Nashville, they hate Bill Belichick. He coached the Titans. They uh, they lick his toes. Patrick, the Uber black driver in San Diego. Patrick, what's the answer? Ben, you, I know you have to be quick. I'll take two. Thank you for that. You're very quick. Doc Mike, give me the answer. All-time champ, Doc Mike. Number three. Number three, he says. All right, we don't have time to run out of, done, run down all the stories. If I could talk, that would help. The fake story this week, well, Mr. Irrigation Man and a couple other people got it right. Number two, Tony Romo not offered golf lessons by Jordan Spieth if he goes to the Texans. Thank you for your participation. But that was the fake story. The Belichick story true. The Manny story true. And Cowboys Corner is true, and it's next. There is a whirlwind of excitement going on around our show Reddit page. Search for our subreddit, Ben Maller Show, and get the latest authentic listener-generated content about the Maller Militia. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. So it begins today. Your last call to action. Fill out your bracket. We want you to be a part of this. Go to foxsportsradio.com. And that is the only way you can see all of our picks because once you sign up, you'll then be able to see how we did and uh, there's no revisionist history here. Once our bracket is locked in, like I'm going to go over my bracket after I go to the gym, uh, after the radio show, I'm going to go back and look over my bracket and do some last-minute adjusting. But don't come through it too closely, Big Ben, because when you overthink it, you screw it up, and then oh, you're too gonna... late, Danny. I just went back after I told you I had no number one seeds. <laughs> no. I got a number one seed back in there okay. now. Trust All right. me. All right. This happened to my bracket last year, where oh. my first, my gut instinct was good on a, a few of the games, but I overthought it and changed it around and switched it. I was so mad yeah. afterwards. Yeah, there's two games that I'm thinking of flipping. I got two games that I'm thinking of flipping uh, that are currently on my bracket. But if you want to see, go to foxsportsradio.com. Click on the link. Very easy. Sign up. I sent a link out of my Twitter feed, a direct link. If you're interested in that, you can be part of it and enjoy our bracket challenge. Uh, we've got Cowboy John Brad in Windsor, Ontario. Thursday, uh, March uh, 
2017, 553 a.m. Um, Jerry Lewis is 91. Um, Hi. Blake I like Griffin to say. Blake is uh, 28 today. And, hmm, um, hey, Pistons, um, how, about, how about playing some defense? Man, and, I um, love anyway, you. Anyway, um, looks like the Red Wings will be out of the uh, NHL postseason for the first time. You have got to be kidding me. And, um. Bucks and Blondes forever. Talk to you people tomorrow, St. Patrick's Day. We got by. There you go. Cowboys, a. Seems like a beaten man. Seems like. Didn't he seem like a beaten man in yes, that? Yes, uh, it was uh, not good. Uh, we need Cowboy to pick it up. Uh, <laughs> Maybe we should. Did he say Bucks and Blondes forever? Yes, yeah. he, yes, he did. Yeah, did yeah. What's wrong with that? That's nothing uh, wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, hey, where are the white women at? I think a lot of guys would agree with that. Uh, uh, outkick the coverage. Clay Travis warming up right now. Yeah. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 